Basketball Media Day for Williamson County Schools. I'm Darren Joins, District Athletic Director, along with the former District Athletic Director, current CTE Director, Dr. Jeremy Qualls. Dr. Qualls, two years in a row, we're doing Basketball Media Day. Welcome back. I'm just glad you're bringing in the expert because Tate Matthews is on assignment tonight. He always makes fun of me and my football prowess. So we're going to talk hoops tonight, and, I, you know, I love some hoops, Coach Joins. I love it, too. So we're here at Mojo's. Taco's here in Franklin in the factory. Our man, DP, who runs this place, doing a great job. Great job. Hattie B's. Hattie B's in the house. You got, uh, you've got Slim and Huskies coming. You've got Sapphire returning. This place is booming. Edley's. And my favorite coffee place in the entire Williamson County area, Honest Coffee. Go get the Roosevelt. Tell them. David Pack sent you. We appreciate Brian and Lance from WCTV helping us out, uh, having this live stream available. We got members of the media starting to come in. Dr. Qualls, before we jump into the teams real quickly, talk about outside the lines, OTL. We got them here helping tonight. Yeah, before you do that, I, I want to say something to Lance and those guys. I think it's a testament to your professionalism. They never offered their services to me to live stream. I think they were <laughs> fearful of what I would say. OTLs in the house, outside the lines, is a work-based learning placement uh, for some kids that we've got that want to go into the profession of athletics but not playing videography, journalism, uh, uh, social media content, working with those teams. We've got Raya, Aaron, and Luke here. Unbelievable. OTL, 22-23, 23-24 rather, strongest group we've ever had. Year three. Year three. Because we had our first group that kind of paved the way. They did. Last year we had big numbers, had a nice group. And then this year we've got three real quality OTL students. We do, we do. It's unfair for me to say it's the best. They, they're all three unique in their own perspective. But it's very interesting to see this group work without uh, – me and you have to tell me anything. We don't, I mean, they're, they're like telling us what to do. They were telling you what to do, how to set up. So I love it. I love uh, the action that they bring. They brought notoriety not only to the district athletics – but to themselves and their group, they have the largest social media following of any uh, uh, social media out there outside of the WCS EDU account, and that is saying something. Pretty impressive. So what we're going to do tonight, so we're going to give a little preview till 6 o'clock. Then we'll start with our teams. They'll come up. It'll be the boys coach, girls coach, both coming in. Frank will start it off tonight, and they'll both bring one player with them. There will be an opportunity for them to give an opening statement. And then we'll get questions from the media. They'll be on 15-minute segments. Let's do this, Dr. Qualls. We're going to talk about our girls' teams first. We're going to start with Fairview. Fairview, 11 AAA. So they're 3A. They're in District 11. And everyone else, you and I love this, in the same district, District 10, 4A. I know our media group absolutely loves that. It's, uh, I mean, we don't have to go too far to, to catch a game now, and they're all in the same area. I think it's the way it should be. I think the way it's always that I dreamt it to be with the, when we talk about the sports conference, iron sharpens iron. You say it all the time, Coach Joins. If you're going to be the best, play the best. We want to be the best conference in all of high school, and this is the start of that. Well, you take football. The SEC is the SEC for a reason, because they play one another, and they play one another all year long. It's tough, but it's the way to do it. They've always got a team, it seems like, at the end as well. All right, let's start with Fairview. Fairview coming in 5-25 and 25 last year. Head coach Wayne McGowan lost in the region quarterfinals to, to Summertown. It was big for their team last year to make 
the region tournament. It got them a couple extra games. Uh, key returning players, Maddie Brewer, Anna Marie Brown, Emma Sharp, Fairview High School. Let me tell you the first thing that pops out to me. You look at this schedule. Wayne McGowan, you think, you know, he's not sitting around watching film and drinking decaf. This guy, look at, look at, this, look at this loaded schedule. Kicks off with the Wolfman at Santa Fe. Look, goes down the list. Nolensville. Doesn't have to play Nolensville. We know how good Nolensville is going to be. Marshall County, David Seeley, head coach down there, long time. State champion, coach, uh, father, state champion, brother was part of that team. I actually replaced his brother on the boys' side. But you, you look at Summit, you look at, uh, you're going down this list. Dixon County, Aaron Welb, former Hickman County Middle School principal. I, I'm just, I mean, excuse me, uh, she's a science teacher. I'm just connecting the dots for you. But you look at this. This is the strongest I've ever seen his schedule. The wins may not be there early on, but come time to play those district games against Sycamore Creekwood, he'll be battle-tested. I agree with you. Let's talk about District 10-4A, everybody else. Now, when I look at it, Dr. Qualls, you got to start with Brentwood. They were young last year. Uh, uh, they lose in the sectional game. They play at home. They get beat by Green Hill. It was almost a year early. Didn't really expect them to make it that far. But they've got a tandem, I'm telling you, that's tough to deal with. Ava Jarrett, Ella Ryan, two of the best players in the league. The district and region championship go through Brentwood. Absolutely. You know, Marcel Williams doing a good job there. You talk about Ella Ryan, younger sister Sydney Ryan at Furman. Great basketball player, great IQ on the floor. I agree with you. Lady Bruins are going to be probably vying for that number one spot. Centennial, we'll go in alpha order here. Centennial girls, 7-20 and 20 last year. Lost in the district quarterfinal to Overton. Bruce Hamilton doing a great job there at Centennial. I know it's not showing up in the wins. They had a tough break last year uh, when Addison Gorday went down, one of our best in flag football as well. But they've got some pieces back. Uh, Bethany Wright, A.J. Lean, they've got, they've got some folks coming back. Again, it's a tough league, but Centennial High School with Coach Hamilton continuing to get better. Uh, I think they'll be in them with the shot to make it to the semifinals. Outside of those Tony Hill days, I can remember talking to Joe Williams way back in the day about Getting to two wins for Centennial Girls basketball seemed like a marathon. You talk about what he did last year, seven wins, getting better each year. Be interesting to watch how that plays out for the Lady Cougars. Rachel Shaw and the Franklin girls up next. Uh, tough, they lost Lila Gardner. Lila played everything. Uh, Multi-sport athlete of the year at the Wilco's. But they've got Amy Elliott. I cannot believe that Amy is a senior. Uh, seems like she's played two years. I'd say the opponent seems like she's played about six. She's been the starting point guard every year. Two times on the cover of our media guide, which, again, looks great this year. Awesome. Uh, appreciate it great. the guys at Copy Solutions. Appreciate Christian Taylor for helping put that together. And I know the media guys. I don't mean to cut you off. I know the media guys greatly appreciate they that. I, I hear them talking about going out of, out of conference, if you will, to other places that we will not name and, like, maybe getting a printout if it's lucky, if the names are right. So, Hey, guys, and I know Charles will appreciate this. Joe, appreciate this. Charlie, uh, Mr. Boson, I know you'll appreciate this, too. Look at the formatting on the schedule. We tried to take it up a level where it's exactly the same in terms of the not only the roster but the schedule. I think it looks good. Again, Copy Solutions, appreciate them. Bob and they do a great job. But if you can make Joe and – and Charles happy. I mean, that's that's tough when it comes to the formatting issues. We're trying to trying to take care of our guys. Hey, your favorite school's up next, Dr. Qualls. Independence High School, Tony Hill, last year yep. eleven and eighteen, region quarterfinals to Hillsboro. 
when you look at this team, you know, it, it's been a journey for him as well, and they're trying to get to that point of competing. You could see that that, that comp uh, competitiveness kind of picking up. They still have yet to learn how to win. I'm hoping that kind of flips for them. But you know what? We can go back in time, uh, uh, just like Centennial, to get to double digits wins for the Lady Eagles seem like a marathon. You'll never get to the ending. Here he is, 11 wins, you know, and, and got some really good pieces to the puzzle. Uh, Savannah C comes to mind, junior, Thompson Station kid, really good player, Hickman County connection. Just want to throw that in. and uh, But she is a good player. Claudia Chilton, senior this year. Uh, be interested to see how she comes in off of her injury in, uh, from last year and picks up there at the one spot. Hey, I got to mention this. You mentioned Tate Matthews, who couldn't be here tonight. Uh, Matthews Team Sports and Adidas making us look good. You'll see the, the polos and the sweatshirts and all those that gear when they come up tonight looking good as always. Also, from the beginning, they were with us. You love them. You got it going for us. Walker, Chevrolet, and Brock Daly. We don't do things like this without Walker Chevrolet. Absolutely, and I hope our media folks and everybody else knows the reason all this happens is because of the sponsorships that not only formulated in my time but have kept going with you, and you've actually upped the game like you always do with everything you touch and, and brought in some more. And that's that's why this happens. That's why tonight happens. And I'm super thankful, and I know that the media guys are as well. Nolensville High School veteran coach Chris Ladd. He's coached boys. He's coached girls, one of the best in the league. 21-8 and eight last year, lost in the region semifinals. Had a kind of a tough deal with a couple players moving away, but let me tell you this. He's got Washington coming back. She was one of the best players when the year ended last year. She's back. Could be MVP of the league this year. We'll see, but uh, don't count out Coach Ladd and his squad. You look up, 20 wins, 21 wins. Coach Ladd just seems to get that done out there. Superhuman being. Great demeanor for girls basketball. Gets the job done. He really is. A uh, great guy, and like you said, great demeanor. Page girls, 19 and 13 last year. Lost in the region quarterfinals to Upperman. I'm going to say this, Dr. Qualls. Moving up in class may have gotten a little bit easier for Page, to be honest with you. Yeah, you know, you get out in those sectors, in what we call the rural sector sometimes in girls basketball. As you know, Girls basketball on the double A in the uh, I don't even know how many how many classifications we've got now six four in the double A era about three too many rural double A girls basketball was some of the best basketball that you'd come across period and that's what you're talking about and and moving into this league which adds parity to the league even more with what Coach Kaufman's going to do it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out he's in year two uh, I think you'll see them play better because it's a, a group that knows him a little bit better they did lose Brayley Bushman great player. Uh, Braley, but they've got some good young players too. Ravenwood girls, 9-21 and 21 last year, played their best basketball at the end of the year. I like their team this year too. They lost some key pieces, but they got Natalie Prestigard back. They got Emma Rail back. This will also be a team much improved. So to me, it's Brentwood and then, I don't know. We'll see. I like Nolensville, Ravenwood, but I think you can kind of jumble up several of them. I think you got it in thirds, right? You got you got you got one through three that could probably pretty much go the way with Brentwood probably even leading the way. Then that next group of three to four are going to be right there. Shake them up in a bag, pull it out. Anybody could win, and uh, and Ravenwood will be one of those teams. Summit new coaches on the boys and girls side. Hal Merle, the coach, uh, thirteen and sixteen. They lost in the district quarterfinals, first round to Ravenwood last year, which I know was disappointing. They lost Nicole Rosani, former OTL flag football star. Great athlete. But listen, 
Bridget Ali's back. Oh, yeah. Quinn Johnston's back. Great three-point shooter. Jaden Pittman. I like Summit's team, too. Beat Riverdale last night. I think Bridget Ali is one of those guards. She's a sophomore, Thompson Station kid, one of the better players. I don't want to say underrated yet. I think everybody knows who she is. I think her best days are ahead of her. Good shooter. We talk about, you mentioned uh, uh, the shooter. Uh, Johnston, one of the, if not the best three-point shooter in the league. You know, it's going to be interesting. Hal and I go way back. He was the head coach at Kolioka Boys when I was at Marshall County. He was at Columbia Central when I was at Marshall County. Actually, when I left to go to Lexington, he came in for a very short time at Marshall County. So it's interesting to see what Hal does on the girls' side, you know, and replacing the former coach. Don't even know what the former coach is. He may be under a weighted blanket right now <laughs> with a four-pounder in his lap. But this is a good team. He did not leave the cover bare. He really didn't. Uh, we need to play seven degrees of Dr. Qualls. Oh, boy. I, I mean, we can know your hamlets, man. That's, like, my, that's my thing. We can because – I, yeah. A lot of these people, there's a there's a connection. That's right. Hey, let's talk about the boys' side before we get started again. I want to thank the folks at Mojo's. Plenty of time to still get down here. Uh, we're in the factory at Franklin. Uh, again, Walker, Chevrolet, Adidas, and Matthews Team Sports. And obviously, members of the media, there's no such thing as a basketball media day if we don't have members of the media here. All right, boys' basketball, let's start with Fairview. Fairview's got a lot of pieces back, 11 AAA. They go to the state tournament. They lose in the quarterfinals to Brainerd. One unbelievable game for those that were there. Make a great comeback. Nathan Dillingham, I think, had 27 in that game. Uh, Mays McCoy, who went down with an injury, but he's back. Jax McCoy, playing well, had a great football season. They did lose some big guys, which concerns me a little bit. I'll tell you this, I was a little surprised last night. They opened the season with a loss to Santa Fe. Not Fee, Fee. It's about the Fee, F-E-E. I do want to – Piggyback off something real quick before we get into this. Our media group is class act, best media group I've ever come across. I love these guys. I really, really miss and am envious of your job because I don't get to see these guys as much anymore. And I and I, I love the interaction. Now that's not what he told me, fellas. Yeah, you're talking about Santa Fe. Alden Slaughter. Good player. Son of one of our own employees here, at HR. But you know, it, hey, this kid has been coming. Our older brother was a great player. He's a good player. They ran to a bus all. But, you know, it's early. What Coach McCoy's done out there is pretty remarkable. 26-7 last week. I don't know how many games he's won. I guarantee he can tell you down to the penny, and it's a bunch. But you know what? I, I'm going to – if they play them later in the year, I don't know that I, I don't see them. Yeah, they do, later. What? Pay attention to that score. You remind me what that score is that night. They'll win over 20. I, I agree. Hey, and I was going to say this, and I give Coach McGowan credit too, but that schedule, a lot of that's Coach McCoy. It is, and he wants to get better. He's, he doesn't want to go into He'll play Stratford in any of those groups that he's played in the past and be, and be scared. You're talking about seven degrees. Number 32, Owen Vandrost, not Vanderhorst, Vandrost. I went to high school with his, his dad, and he was a good player in his own right. Sophomore guard at Fairview. Fairview High School, again, 11 AAA. Now let's go to the boys' side. I think this is going to be pretty tight. I think most people would say it's going to go through Andy. Andy goes all the way to the state tournament last year. Coach Wilkins in year three. Hey, and I hope he's listening because I know he's on the way. He'll try to sell it as something different. Oh, I'm man. telling you right now, Ravenwood, we're going to say that they're the favorite to be in the top two with a chance to compete for the district title. So when I introduce them tonight, I'm going to say, remember last year you guys tried to act like we sold them out and did all this kind of stuff. I'm going to say Coach Whitlock. 
Evan Gaynor. You can't use it as motivation anymore. If you don't finish in the top two, you two guys have messed up. That's what I'm going to tell them. Well, they, they, you know, they're all going to do the coach speak, right? Ah, oh, <laughs> come on, coach. Come on, coach. But deep down in the back of their mind, they're thinking, you're dead gum, right? I'm going to be there. And you're talking about Coach Wilkins. I mean, who do you learn from, right? Let's play it down all the time. Play it down, play uh, it down. He's got some good guys, I tell you. He does. Uh, let's start with Brentwood again, Alpha right. Order, 16 and 12. They lose in the region quarters to Independence. Coach Bond back as head coach. And uh, unless I'm missing something, uh, only two new coaches in the league. That's that's pretty good because it's been a league that's had a lot of turnover in the past. We're starting to get some of the same people year after year after year. I say you make programs by having the same coach for a while. Well, you would, talk, you, would you agree with I, that? It, there's no doubt the longevity. It sounds like the district ADs may be part of the problem. I don't know, but I'm just kidding. It, the longevity of getting in – well, the getting in and having that longevity and that consistency has always been a staple for us. But there's the ebb and flow of public schools. Things happen. Family matters happen. Whatever the case may be, and you have to leave. But we haven't had a ton of turnover. And I think that's a testament to – this ecosystem that's been built here in, in WCS and that, that solidarity of all the teams, the one conference, one go. And I agree with you. The more turnover you have, it tends to have to go in that rebuild mode until the kids get uh, accustomed. You look at here, the White Tiger will be prowling back and forth at Brentwood again in year two. You know, and you've got Daniel Cochran coming back, arguably one of the best players in the league. He is one of the best players. So I think most people would say they're middle of the pack. But when you've got arguably the best player in the league, but he's definitely one of the best two or three, you've always got a chance. Centennial, again, coming off a great year last year, 22-8. and eight. That's that's a testament to Coach Moore. And 22 they were, wins, man. Listen, they were disappointed, though. They lose in the region quarters to Nowensville. They felt like if they get past that first game, they're going to go deep. I do think that Nowensville team is one of our better teams this year that nobody's talking about. But Coach Moore's got a lot of guys back. Dominic Reed, who could win Mr. Football. That's right. Tanner Lee, who's just getting back. As long as you got those two guys, you've got a shot. And like you said, Coach Moore's done a great job, too. I love it. He's, he's, he's learning from experience here. First game is when? The 20th. He's giving his guys a chance. Dominic Reed is going to fight for all his heart to not be there on the 20th. But, it, but if something happens and they don't win, he gave his guys a chance to, to go as deep as they could in the playoffs. So it's interesting, the Brentwood boys, because they thought Cochran was going to play football. Their first game's November 24th. <laughs> December 1st. That's, that's smart. Franklin boys. And, again, they'll start us again tonight. Franklin boys and girls, 21-9 and nine last year. They lose in the region quarterfinals to Ravenwood. Coach Tiger back for his fifth year at Franklin High School. Christian Brown goes down with an injury early in the year. He's back. That's important for their team. Not a ton of depth, but I'm going to tell you this, and I know I get criticized for this. Here it comes. If I'm picking a team. And you say, Here it comes. Coach Jones, you got the first pick. Here it comes. I'm telling you right now, I might pick Davis Long. I cannot believe he dropped uh, uh, as much, what, 30, what do you have, 40, 30 points the other night? Coach Tiger. Coach Tiger. 28? 28. Because I, I, I keep going back to remembering him like major when he was little, little, watching his older brother play and, and, and him coming out and dropping that. And you've talked about him all the time. You talk about how, uh, how he's a gym rat, he's a baller kind of got it on the radar, and then he comes out and has that. So uh, I, I'm buying that stock before it gets too high. Well, and here's the thing. Here's what I know about him, and Coach Tiger would tell you this too. Winner. When it comes to – he's not worried. He had 28 the other night, but he's not worried about that. He's worried about us winning the game. That's what he's saying. We want us. We're we. It's not me. So anytime you got Davis Long, you got a shot. Uh, next up, Independence High School. I know people don't like to hear it. 
They're the favorite to win it. They're 33-5. and five. They've got Jet Montgomery back, won the Wilco's three straight years for basketball. Tylen Lewis already has Division One offers, and they're like real offers. Who's the first offer? Uh, your boy. Moorhead State, OVC. Which, which you like. I'm going to tell you this, and I know Matthew Witt's gone and Josh Owen's gone, both key components. I personally think this is a better team than last year's team. So let me throw some names at you. Number one, Braden Buck. I know all the coaches in here get nightmares because you're trying to shut down Jet. You're trying to take away the, ins uh, the inside game. You're trying to figure out how do I even guard Tylen Lewis? Do we back up and let him shoot? From what I saw this summer, you best be careful. But Braden Buck is huge. Now, here's something that's interesting, too. Look for some young guys. Let me give you some names to know. Harris Hall played with Major at Thompson Station. Really good guard that will be coming off the bench a little bit. James Farmer, freshman, whose dad is Jim Farmer, who played for the Utah Jazz in the 90s. He was reclassified. He's a freshman this year. He's going to be roughly 6'2", 6'3". I'm telling you, there's some of these young cats that are going to come in that you've never even heard of that's going to fill in the void for him. Well, and, and them, you take a look, you compare them to, say, a Franklin. They've got more depth. They, they just do. I, I think they that's do. something that Coach Tiger would admit. Coach Wilkins would say, yeah, we got a little more depth. This is, gonna be fun. this is going to be fun to watch. It's going to be fun to watch the matchups and how these other coaches play those matchups and vice versa, too. Coach Wilkins, uh, I think he'd be the first to tell you. Their defense it may not be – they're not running the 1-3-1, right? They're going to run man. And I don't know the philosophy at the, at the moment this year, but – it's going to be two three zone, two three zone, two three zone. Are we trying to hide something? No, that's what he's going to do. Are we trying to hide something though, defensively? I don't know. That's no. the question. It's going to be interesting to see who exploits who in these chess matches. No Owensville. Now, the media might say this. Um, the coaches won't say this. They're kind of under the radar for most people because they're only fifteen and fifteen last year. They go to the region semifinals. They lose to Indy. No shame in that. But they have some pieces. Coach Gadice doing a great job. Jaden Clark, when he walks in, he is definitely on the all-airport team. He's got the look, and he can play. Best sophomore class in WCS, I guarantee it. Uh, Franklin had a really good freshman class as well last year at the sophomores. Nolansville's got the best sophomore class that I've seen. You've got the twins, the Barney twins that are going to end up playing. One's lefty. Uh, it's, it's interesting to see how this will play out. Uh, I really like their youth. They may have some lumps. But in the next two years, this group's going to be really, really good. They, they really are. Uh, Lucas Spring, another, another good player for them. Page Boys, 17-12 and 12 last year. Disappointing end of the season. They lose in the region quarterfinals to Stone Memorial. They were actually undefeated in district play. They've got a lot of pieces back. Andrew Kakulia. I want to make sure I said that right. You got it. He's back. Isaac Power, player of the year in that league, is also back. They did lose Grant Snyder. But in terms of veteran players, they've got them. They're strong class, junior class. They are. Coach Street, you know, is uh, trying to set up a system. Who you love. Love Coach Street. Uh, we don't play the six degrees as Kevin Bacon. Right. We only, don't have enough it's time. It's only about two degrees. We don't have enough time. Coach Street has brought in his guy, Michael McNutt, marketing teacher out there as well, CTE at, at Page. Uh, he's trying to establish a system, trying to get those kids to buy in. I think the community, I think the players love him. And it's just a matter of time before Paige is right there in the conversation with everybody else. Now, I don't know how many guys, and maybe you do, how many, how many of those football players are currently on the field that are going to be able to contribute? Uh, you you have some, but it's not, it's not like the majority of the team, nothing like that. Let's talk Ravenwood boys, which we did earlier. Again, I know Coach Whitlock's going to be listening. Evan Gaynor's going to be listening. Top two is my thought in the league. Uh, they'll probably say, why not one, right? Uh, 
Rocco Lamuno, great player. Uh, Gainer's a really good player, too. Uh, the thing I like about Gainer, he's a guy that he's not necessarily a guy that scores a ton of points, even though I think he could. He does a lot of little things. A lot of times he gets a great assignment defensively, and he is a competitor. Well, I think it's interesting that we have another Gainer. I hope they're listening to the Gainer family that we're always huge supporters of the WCS Sports Conference. I mean, uh, Sports Connection show, which only about four people were watching in my day. I think five. you've, now I up, think you've got the viewership up. It's up to five. Uh, the Gainer family was always super supportive of us, and I appreciate that. Lamuno, I can remember him uh, playing over in, in middle school at Woodland and watching his maturation process happen, him and his brother both. You know, and Coach Whitlock's like, please quit talking about us. Quit, to, you know, but he really wants us to talk about him. And, uh, you know, is, is this the year? I say it year in and year out. I don't think anybody will dispute this. He has an uncanny ability of getting the most out of the least talent. I'm not saying this is the least talented team. Coach Whitlock has a really good job of getting the best out of his players. Certainly does. We'll finish up with Summit High School. Uh, Thad Burgess coming in first year. He was in Alabama. He was in Georgia. Hey, look him up. You'll see. I saw this thing. You like him, right? Love him. Saw that in, in Georgia they had an article in one of their big publications talking about legendary coaches across a lot of sports. He was one of them. I think I've seen a beach newspaper clipping like that somewhere, right? <laughs> no, not at all. Not I at haven't all. had a chance to meet this guy, but I, I, I've heard great. nothing but good things from you. What do you think about this thing? Hey, let's, let's face it. If most people pick one through eight, most would have them eight. But right. I'm telling you, I think they're a little better than that. They still may be eight, but in our district, it's still pretty good. Last night, uh, lost a tough one to Riverdale. I think it was five points. But he's got Michael Crutcher, football player, big-time competitor. Caitlin Festy, a kid that's played a lot. He's got a few pieces now, he does. But the style's going to be a little different. The culture's going to be a little bit different. And like we talked about, anytime there's turnover, good or bad, you take a look at Franklin uh, five years ago. They went up and coached, but it was a change. Right. Talking about the boys inside. Yeah. They went you, up. You're not playing a lot. No, I'm with you. The stock went up. I, I bought the stock. stock it was, it was at the lowest point possible. But, but, it's, but a change is a change. That guy before him, before him was running some kind of wonky zone defense. That well, nobody it's hard liked. to overcome. Yeah. A change is a change, though, right? So it it'll is. be different. Well, and you look at, their, you look at the roster uh, on their height. They're going to be the shortest team. It looks like overall maybe they can shoot it. I don't know. I, I, I know nothing about them. I'm going to go in blind and give them the benefit of the doubt. But this – if this, if Thad can come in, Coach Burgess can come in and say, "Here's what we're looking at, February. Let's be hitting on all cylinders. Let's be a bracket buster. If things don't go our way early, it ain't over. Let's get better and keep getting better. Get some pieces built there and see what happens." Now to remind everybody again, uh, Fairview boys and girls, 11 3A. Everyone else, District 10 4A, That's four so teams, awesome. so awesome, will advance to the region tournament. And listen, I know it's tough during the year. But I'll go ahead and say this out loud in case any of them are watching. All four of our teams on the boys' side will advance at least three of the girls. Coffee's got a pretty good team. They do. Um, what are we going to do? Where's the district tournament this year? We got uh, coaches at Ravenwood Centennial. Is that right? Ravenwood. Centennial Ravenwood. Fire Marshal. You ain't got enough room. No, it's Ravenwood Centennial. It's Ravenwood Centennial. Centralized complex. I've said it, I've said it for 10 years. Let's take this thing on the road, man. It's too many people. It's too good of a conference. I don't want to hear about home court advantage. You still got it. If you're good enough, you beat them. Come on. Let's take this thing on the road. I think the media would love that, too. What do you think, Coach Jones? They, they would like it. What do you think, it. Coach Jones? They would like it, but we'll talk about it offline a little bit. <laughs> hey, so, again, we're down here at Mojo's Tacos. We're basketball media day. 
2023. Thank you to Walker Chevrolet, Brock Daly, Matthews, Team Sports, and Adidas, OTL groups here, WCTV bringing the live stream, and Dr. Qualls. Thanks for having me. Once again, you came through. I don't know about that. It's going, it's going to go nowhere but up from here, but I appreciate you. I appreciate uh, Lance and the crew. I appreciate OTL, and I appreciate our media and our coaches, man. They're great. This is, this is awesome. We'll take a break. We'll be back with Franklin High School. Have them come to the stage, and they'll meet the media. Again, Basketball Media Day at Mojo's Tacos. We are back at Basketball Media Day 2023 for WCS, Mojo's Tacos. I'm Darren Joins, Williamson County Schools Athletic Director. We're going to start off with Franklin High School. We've got Coach Jason Tiger, the boys coach, Rachel Shaw. We've got a married coach up here, Rachel Shaw. So the names change. It's the same coach, though. Coaches, if you would, I want you to introduce who you have with you. Uh, give me a little preview of what you think about your team, and then we'll take questions from the media. Franklin High School up first, Basketball Media Day. Well, thanks again. For, thanks for having us. This is a great event every year. We look forward to, to being here to showcase our teams. Uh, I brought with me Davis Long, our point guard, uh, senior, um, three-year starter, uh, just a ultimate competitor. Uh, he's one that brings it uh, every day. Uh, every drill, uh, you, you don't have to worry about coaching effort with Davis. You don't have to worry about selfishness. He's just the ultimate, uh, everything you look for in uh, a leader uh, and just a, a real pleasure to, to coach. Uh, uh, very excited about this year's group. Uh, I've made the statement about my team several times. This might be the best practice team I've had as far as focus um uh with just coming in every day getting to work they're a tight-knit group um and uh it's going to be a lot of fun uh what we are right now uh is not where we'll be um later in the year i think this team has a real chance to grow every day because of their habits because we got a lot of guys that don't have a lot of experience we have a chance to to get better as they get time on the floor so really looking forward to the season um, and excited about this ball team. Hello, my name is Coach Shaw, um, previously Coach Hahn, as Coach Joins mentioned, uh, but still the same me. Uh, I'm here with Amy Elliott, our senior point guard. She has been a starter for us for the past four years. Um, so she's got a lot of varsity experience, which is great going into her season or senior season. Um, She's a triple threat. I mean, she can shoot deep, she can drive and attack, and then being aggressive on the ball and defense, that's all the stuff you're looking for in a point guard. Um, and definitely a selfless player. She's always looking for one more. She's driving in the collapse, kicking it out, stuff like that. Um, I'm really excited for this season. I think it's great. We got a heavy senior class, but we also have eight freshmen coming in. Um, and it helps definitely having those numbers with practice. And as Coach Taggart mentioned that, it's able to compete and go after each other and their energy has really been infectious, and we're just really excited for the start of this season. Hello, yeah, yeah, let's start with me. Right, I'm ready for this too, guys. Um, let's uh, start on the, the guys' side here a little bit. I know you guys have already played a couple games. Coach Tiger, can you tell me a little bit about what you learned from these uh, first two matchups about this team? and? And uh, you're, I guess your overall, uh, what you're excited about the most, I guess. Well, uh, what I'm excited about is how this team does not, uh, they just, they won't lay down. Uh, both games we ended up uh, 
behind uh, late, and just there's a, just a lot of fight. Uh, at Rossview, uh, this guy beside me able to drain a three at the buzzer of regulation to send it into overtime, uh, and just a real gutsy uh, on-the-road win against a, a very talented Rossview team. Uh, last night uh, versus Green Hill, same kind of scenario. Found herself down 10 in the, uh, in the fourth period and uh, cut that thing uh, to, back to, to one. Uh, just did not give up, wasn't able to get over the, over the hump and get the W, but I like the, fa the fact that they, there's no give up. I mean, it's just constantly uh, believing that we've got a chance to win. And like I said, we're going to get better. We've learned a ton in these first two games. We know we have to develop depth. But we don't have, we don't have a lot of experience. Uh, Davis has, uh, has a lot. But besides Davis, even you know Christian Brown, not a ton of experience at, at this level. A lot of experience at a high-level AAU. Uh, he, he came to us from a lower level uh, but got injured in the, during the, early in the season. Sam Uburn has a little bit of experience, but other than that, a lot of unknowns and guys that, ha that have a chance to get better. And so uh, we know that we have to develop depth. We had that talk in our team meeting today in film session, and I believe we can get there. Davis, uh, do you mind chatting a little bit about that connection you share with, uh, with the Christian right away, too? What, what's he bring to the table, I guess, and how fun is it to play with a guy like that? Oh, yeah. Uh, Christian's definitely a special talent. Uh, we definitely missed him last year when he went down, but I mean, just right off the bat, we could already tell in this summer and the preseason that he's going to be big for us. And I mean, these first two games already, I think he's averaging close to 20 a game. And not only on the offensive end, but he gives it everything he's got on the def defensive end as well. Um, definitely probably one of the top shot blockers in the state, really just one of the best rim protectors that I've seen. Uh, he, he contests every shot. He runs the floor. Uh, he's really all you can ask for. I mean, he even takes charges. I, he's leading the team. I think he has three charges in two games. So uh, he's really just a guy that uh, can do it all, and I'm excited to uh, continue the season with him. Um, for, for Amy here, we'll just kind of go down the line here. Um, tell me, I guess, how excited you are going into this year and just your thoughts overall. It's kind of open-ended, but I just want to hear from your, your side of view here. I am very excited about the season this year. I mean, our freshmen coming up, they're, like, amazing. They're always pushing all of the older people in practice. Like, uh, Perry Miller, she's a little freshman. She always guards me during practice, and she pushes me to be better every day. And then there's so many other freshmen that, like, push every single one of the starters. And, like, we definitely have to fight for every position. And then, like, Cecily Brandemore, even though she was hurt for half the season last year, She's been doing so much better this year and just like always in the gym. Like I'm excited about this year. Coach, if you didn't mind talking a little bit about it, it was similar in a way when when uh, with Christian and Cecily there uh, just missing some of that time and before you kind of getting together. What have you seen from these first two games in terms of uh, just the connection all these girls have? Yeah, that's one thing with Christian and Cecily. You uh, can't coach height, right? <laughs> that's just something you're just born with. Um, so definitely having a big um, and a big that's versatile, same thing as Christian Cecily, able to shoot outside, drive, and post up on the blocks, that's huge. Um, I think having her back, I mean, she's still young. She's a little squirrely, um, and she knows it. I get on to her <laughs> quite often. But she is making a conscious effort to be disciplined and do the little things. And I, we're trying to push the ball up the floor a lot more, and so we're telling Amy as her point guard, you got to run. I'm telling Cecily, I'm telling her guards to run wide. 
Um, so just being able to push the ball up the floor and then just have looks from all over is the main looks. Um, but, yeah, we're, we're definitely excited. Amy had mentioned the young freshmen pushing our upperclassmen. I think that's huge. Um, and I think that speaks volumes to our middle school program. I think they don't get showered up enough, especially with all these media days and stuff like that. Um, a lot of this work that goes into this stuff and the, all the highlights and the films, a lot of work is done behind the scenes in the middle schools. So I think uh, the last couple of years from coaches from Grassland Middle School with Coach Newman coming up to Franklin and then Coach Renee Osborne, I think that's been a big aspect with this freshman and sophomore class coming in and being able to contribute uh, to the varsity level. I think that's huge. Um, so for that aspect, really excited. And I, Coach Sire kind of briefly mentioned it. We have not scratched the surface. We've had two games so far. Um, a pretty not the best loss against Rossview, but we gave the girls goals and challenges and uh, a much more competitive game against Green Hill yesterday, only losing by four, but battling hard. And they're working. And that's all that we can ask for is them to work hard every single day. All right, uh, first question is for Davis and Coach Tigert. Um, your team fell in the region quarters to Ravenwood last year. How has that loss motivated your team this season? Yeah, it's definitely definitely something uh, that stayed with the guys that were on the team. Like Coach Tigert mentioned, we've got a lot of younger guys that didn't even experience that moment. But uh, for us older guys, it's definitely something uh, that we're going to remember. Uh, I think we've had a chip on our shoulder ever since then, just uh, working constantly in the summer. Uh, as Coach also mentioned, I mean, this, this practice team is something else. We're pushing each other every day, uh, trying to reach that end goal of, I mean, whatever that may be, whether it's district, region, making it to state. Um, we're going to push each other, uh, and we're going to remember that uh, this season. We're definitely looking forward to playing them again because they've had our number these past couple years. But uh should be a good matchup this year, so I'm looking forward to it. And then my next question is for Coach Shaw. Um, you were an assistant for a couple of years at Franklin. Um, what What's it like now going into your second season of being head coach at your alma mater? And um, I guess uh, what does it mean to <laughs> coach for your alma mater <laughs> oh yeah it's great um i mean working under jay johnson for three years was great i mean he's been coaching since <laughs> since he was little with his dad being a coach so i've learned a lot from him over the past couple of years um and then this going into my second year i'm feeling more comfortable more confident about certain things you know first year you're still you're trying to do everything at once and it's impossible so the the word is delegate this year so i've asked a lot of our assistant coaches um, but I think it's, it is special coming back, um, playing here, graduated 2014, going off to Maribel College and then coming back. It's been, it's been a great experience. And I think it shows how, one, how great the whole school is being able to come back, um, to a place coming home, you know, it's a great environment. And then just being part of something that was such an impact in my life when I was younger. Um, I'm hoping I can make that impact on these girls like I had for my coaches before me. And then last question is for Amy. Um, your team has a balance of young players and experienced players. Uh, the co When I interviewed Coach Shaw yesterday, she said you, she thought your team rebounding and limiting turnovers was going to be the key. How do you do that in such a competitive conference? 
so we just really we have to just drive each other during practice to just like rebound and push each other to like get to that next level like right now we're here and we need to get to here like way up here <laughs> uh, but anyways uh with these younger freshmen they have four years to grow and since they're so young they can look up to the experienced people to like get there and with our, we don't have any juniors so we won't be like they'll still have so much years to grow and like once we limit the turnovers and getting our, getting our rebounds up, like we can really get it all together. Be there. This questions for Davis. Uh, I cover Ravenwood, so we spend a lot of time talking about your relationship with Evan Gaynor, and I wanted you guys have been playing uh, AAU for a long time and things like that. But just tell me a little bit about maybe a, a unique memory that you have of uh, going against Evan. Uh, I just think it's funny. Uh, if you don't know Evan, obviously I've known Evan for a while, and if you don't know, maybe you can't tell, but he's a big trash talker. He'll do it sneakily, but um, under under his breath, a lot of times when we're playing, obviously it's just, it's more of a joke when it's to me. But I'm I'm not that big of a talker, um, and Evan will just say a few things, maybe at the start of the game or even in the game, and he'll laugh with me after. He's like, "Why don't you ever talk to me?" And I'm just like. I, like when I'm in the zone, I kind of just I, I don't like to talk to I don't really have any friends on the court if they're not on my team. Uh, but but Evans, Evans, one of my best friends. He's been my best friend for a long time. So it's always it's always special to play play against him. What aspect of his game do you think uh, you might take? What aspect of your game do you think he might want to take from you? Oh, man, that's tough. Uh, Evans really a crafty defender. I don't I don't like to admit that. <laughs> But uh, he really he, he'll get his hand on a lot of uh, loose balls and uh, just just some sneaky plays like in the backcourt, stealing inbounds, passing stuff. Definitely sold that sold that uh, page off his book a couple times. Uh, but um, as far as him stealing something off of me, I'm not really sure. I mean, maybe my maybe my three pointer. I don't know. I mean, he'll 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 say he has a better shot than me. But uh, like to I'd like to think I do. So. I was just going to comment on the trash talking. Uh, he gets an honest with Coach Whitlock and, and, and his <laughs> shenanigans. So, All right, Franklin High School, thank you. Great job. Give him a hand. Thank you. Good job, y'all. Next up, we have Page High School. Page will make their way up here. We'll have the coaches on the outside. Coach Street, I have your mic here. I'll give it to you here in just a second. Players on the inside. Page High School on the girls' side, 19 and 13 last year. Lost in the region quarterfinals to Upperman. Boys, 17 and 12. Region quarterfinals to Stone Memorial. I will let Coach Kaufman address this. I know he probably won't address it the way I am, but in a lot of ways, especially for the girls, maybe going up in class, especially later on in the tournament, actually could have gotten a tad easier. You're on. You're on. You're on. Uh, 
Randy Kaufman, girls coach, Jared Street, boys coach. If you guys would introduce who's with you and then talk about a little bit of a uh, preview and outlook for your team. I'm Jared Street. Uh, I've got Andrew Kukuya with us. Kukuya. Um, he is, uh, this is actually his third year with our varsity team. Uh, Andrew was, as a freshman, uh, first first man off the bench on a team that went to the sub-state game. So he has uh, quite a bit of varsity experience. Uh, we, we returned quite a few players uh, from a team that uh, won our district last year and was in the district championship game uh, for the second year in a row. Uh, we, we have uh, you know Isaac Power coming back, who was the MVP of our league last year. Uh, we've got two seniors in Calvin Catarba and uh, Seamus Stevenson, uh, who are as, as solid – um, and, and as consistent as you can ask uh, of those guys. Uh, Pablo Hernandez, uh, who had a big game last night, um, he has, he's grown probably a couple more inches, uh, playing on the perimeter a little bit more. Um, Josh Spinning uh, also has, has, has really improved his game. Hunter Moss is probably someone that um, has, has really come out of uh, maybe we, most, player, most people don't know about. He has really gotten a lot better. Uh, so we're really excited about our team, really love our kids. We've got great kids, uh, really great kids. They work really hard. We've had a great summer. We had a great offseason. So uh, we're, we're really excited about our team and what we can do. We're really excited to, to bump up and to be in the, the 4A and to be in this classification and to be in this district. It's really an honor uh, to kind of be able to participate with all these other Williamson County schools. For sure. Um, just kind of piggybacking off what Coach has said, uh, I've got Mia Kabali with me. She's a point guard, combo guard. She's a junior in our program. And uh, the best thing that could possibly happen is to, for me to bring her and make her have to do some, some forward talking. Coach is on her all the time. About, we, you got to speak up. you got to be our vocal leader. And so I uh, was really, really excited to have her with us. She's, a, she's really grown as a player and as a leader. And uh, we're expecting big things out of her, not only as – as a point guard, but also as a shooting guard. Um, she's very multi-talented, and uh, she did a great job last night defending, too. I've been kind of on her a little bit about that. So um, certainly she's not a one-man team. We, we bring back um, five juniors that played a lot, one sophomore who played a lot. So we're returning six of our top nine, and we have a, a really talented freshman group. So it's exciting times for us. We, we can literally – um, get better every day at practice. And, uh, you know, I'm looking out here right now, and I see uh, one of our freshmen, Tristan Jones, out there, and I also see Meredith. If we could ever get her healthy, I think life's going to be really good for her. So uh, everybody goes through those challenges as you get into a season, and certainly you don't want the injury bug to hit you right out of the gate. But unfortunately for us, it has. And, uh, you know, we're just a next man up mentality. So Mia Kabali is, uh, is my guest tonight. Well, for both coaches, what do you think about the new league with all the Williamson County teams punched together? Uh, it's a challenge, you know, and, and as a competitor, uh, who doesn't want uh, a challenge each night? I mean, we're, we're excited to take on that challenge. I mean, uh, Coach Kaufman alluded to it already. We, we, we already know the crowds are, are, are going to be big each game. Um, you know, I know Coach Joins likes to just talk about it. It means, means a little bit more, and it just does. When uh, Williamson County teams get together, there's district seating on the line. Uh, there's a district tournament on the line, region tournament on the line. Uh, it just means a little bit more. So we're, we're really excited about the challenge. Uh, our, our players ha have really worked hard this offseason to kind of raise our game and to be able to uh, compete at a, um, at a level that's going to be required of us each night. 
Um, Williamson County, I mean, look what we're doing right now. I mean, it's just so phenomenal what they do for our young high school athletes. So to be a, to get to be a part of that and then to be a part of, um, you know, the Williamson County League where uh, I think you heard Franklin talking about it earlier, man, these guys know each other. So there's some bragging rights that goes into this thing uh, beyond just the game. Uh, these are their friends. These are people they hang out with uh, on the weekends and in the off season. And so, you know, that always brings that just a little bit more, and uh, I think you're gonna you're gonna see that uh, from our girls. It's gonna be an excitement thing where we're not going to Marshall County, where we don't really know anybody down there in Marshall County, and uh, so we're excited about you know staying closer to home, being in a great basketball league, and you know Coach Jones. I know he was kidding earlier. He's trying to slight. Listen, we've got a Brentwood uh, team who was at Substate last year who's returning a ton. You just had a, a Franklin group said they don't have any seniors. We don't have any seniors. So it's a, it's going to be competitive, you know, night in and night out. And then our region becomes even tougher because, you know, I, I sat down the other day and told somebody, we're going to have three of the top ten teams in the state out of our region. Possibly four, could be five, but for sure three. So the region, the region tournament is going to be exciting. The district tournament is going to be exciting. And, uh, you know, we're just ready to get started. So – uh, really excited about being here. And Coach Kaufman, not many coaches reach 600 wins. What, what does it mean to you to be getting close to that milestone? Holy smokes, man. Somebody, I got that. I, I got an email today, and they were saying something about 600 wins. I'm going, man, I'm trying to figure out how to score more than 42 points last night. You know, that's really, you know, not a thing. And, and uh, you know, from my standpoint, I, maybe in maybe looking backwards, it could mean something. But we try to stay where our feet are planted. And, uh, you know, right now we're just worried about the next one. We've got a, a good central magnet team on the way. And, you know, it's like uh, my coaches said today, said, Coach, all it means is one thing, dude, you old. That's what that means. So enough said there. Uh, Mia, do you mind talking a little bit about this team, especially knowing that there aren't any seniors on this team? I mean, what's, what's the good and the bad out of that? Um, I don't think there's any bad with it because we play a lot to more together. We did lose a lot of good pieces last year, but I think this year we're, we play more together and we do need to work on our leadership. But, you know, as we uh, keep going, we're learning and we're getting better. Uh, for, for Andrew, can you talk a little bit about the, the makeup of this team here? Because, again, we look at the girls' side, there's lots of freshmen and sophomores on there. This varsity roster, juniors and seniors, mainly juniors here. I mean, you guys have been playing together for a long time. What are we going to expect from this Page Boys team? Um, we're really just going to get better every day. I mean, not much else we can do. Just going to keep working. Coach, do you mind expanding on that a little bit? And just because yeah. these guys have been playing together for a while already. Yeah, they're, they're a great group of kids. And, and really, you know, Andrew, the, the thing, that, and he won't say this, but he obviously has the most experience out of really anybody on our team. Um, and so we really will lean on him uh, as a steady hand at the point guard position. Um, you know, obviously, you know, Isaac is, is a nice kind of uh, piece for those two guys to play with. But but Andrew's really been a steady hand for us um, at, at the point guard. He, he has a, a low turnover rate. He's a, an elite shooter, you know, and he has a calmness about him. Uh, he has an extremely high basketball IQ, you know, and, and really our, our team kind of follows his lead. Uh, he, he tends to lead with, with his example a lot, you know, and so our, our team follows his lead. And so, you know, when we have guys that are the same age as him following him, you know, that's a testament to, to Andrew and his character. Uh, Coach Kaufman, I'm back here. 
if I remember correctly, I think your JV team won the end of season tournament last year. And I, I wondered if you could talk a little about uh, those experiences that they gained from winning that and, and how that winning might carry over to your varsity program this year. And then for both coaches, down at Page, uh, I think of it as one of the more difficult places to go play. And I wanted you to talk a little about your home court and why it's so special down there. What makes it so unique in Williamson County? Yeah, that, that uh, you know, we, we had a really we had a really talented bunch last year uh, in the ninth grade. And what's crazy, they had an injury in the eighth grade. And so they didn't just have a lot of success uh, leading up to that. And then you had a new coach coming in and he's coming in with this crazy idea about we need to play this style and we're going to play like this. And and uh, to be honest, there was just an immediate buy in. And uh, so what they didn't get to experience, maybe as um, as eighth graders, they turned right back around and turned that into uh, you know, a championship season. I think they ended up 18 and three, um, and just a, an outstanding, an outstanding group. Uh, that same group, I think, won two games in the summer that year when we took the job. So to watch that group grow and then buy in and trust, all those words that you've got to do and you need in your programs, such that greatness can happen. Uh, not to slight Mia's group, uh, when when that group, when our when our junior group was uh, on the JV level. They won the they won the championship, and we've got a, an outstanding group right now. So, minus seniors, yeah, you know, but uh, sometimes sometimes you know a, a group led and a group that has gone through you know not having that senior voice up front. The thing that they came to me with was you know we really don't want captains, coach. We we want to lead as a group, and and so for me that that turns into appointing someone each night to go talk to the referees before the game. And I thought, you know, that's a great buy-in. Uh, one's not better than the other. And uh, I think that that selfless mentality, uh, along with great work ethic, could lead, uh, can lead to some great things. I'll, I'll let Coach Street talk about home court advantage because he's been in a, a year or so longer than me uh, there at Page. But we love our people at Page. Yeah, you drive down Arnold Road and you, you cross, there's a green sign that says Rotorville. You know, we kind of embody being, being a little bit rowdy in Rudderville, and, and our fans uh, are, are, are rowdy, they're loud. Um, it's a, kind of an enclosed gym compared to some of the other gyms in the county. And so, um, you know, one of my our, our assistants, Coach Walker, he says this, he goes, you know, when, when the gym is packed, you feel it. You, you do. You feel the, the, the intensity, you feel the crowd, you feel the noise, and, and our players really feed off of it. Uh, you know, I think the other team has a hard time getting – uh, communication on the floor, from the bench to the floor, where our, our players really feed off of that. Um, and, and I think the girls can, can also attest to that because uh, it, it can get loud for a 6 o'clock girls game as well. Uh, all right, so this question is for everyone up there. Um, you moved to a new division um, and lost in – the region quarters last season. How are you hoping to use that success in, well, quite honestly, a gauntlet of death bracket for Wilco? Well, you know, I would say for for us, we have a group that has experience being in a district championship game the last two years. You know, we've been fortunate to, to win a district title, a league title two years in a row. Um, I, and that doesn't guarantee anything except the fact that our, our players understand uh, the, the sacrifice, the camaraderie, the togetherness that it takes to be at a championship level. You know, and, and we're, we're, we're certainly 
trying to build that right now. Um, so uh, our, our guys are, are, are excited about it. I, I'll let Andrew kind of maybe talk a little bit more about how the championship run has helped us uh, going into our district. Yeah, I think it helped a lot with experience because that's what we were missing last year. That was a big part that we were missing last year. And now that we have experience, I think it'll be very important going into this district season. So, I think from uh, from the girls' side, and I'm going to let Mia talk just a little bit, but she was on a, a, a state semifinalist team before I took the job. And so she's got that tournament experience um, in, you know, under a little bit. And, you know, hopefully we'll, we'll see that leadership a little bit. Yeah, I think being in um, like being in that state tournament two years ago, that really helped me um, be able to lead my team now. And I think that will help us be more successful this year. Good job, Paige High School. Give them a hand. Thank you. Next up, we have Centennial High School. Coach Jeremy Moore. For the boys' side, Coach Bruce Hamilton. Coach Hamilton. Coach Moore heading up here last year. Uh, Centennial Girls, 7 and 20, had a tough injury early in the year with Addison Gorday. She's back. She's here tonight. Uh, we also have Coach Moore here. His team was 22 and 8 last year. Really nice year for them. I know they were a little disappointed. Uh, in that region quarterfinal loss to Nolensville, so I know they'll be hungry coming back in. He's got some guys playing football still, which I know Coach Moore is certainly happy about as the AD of the school, and he's certainly a school guy. Uh, obviously, it'll make his team probably peak just a little bit later, which is okay, too, uh, because basketball is such a long season. Coaches, if you would, uh, introduce who you have with you, and then give us an outlook for the season, then we'll take questions. Again, Centennial High School, thank you. Uh, yes, uh, we have Addison Gorday, senior here, guard, um, great leader for our team, and uh, just so thankful she's healthy and ready to go. So uh, look forward to her having a good year for sure. All right, I got Daniel Patton. Daniel's a 6'5 wing. He was new to our program last year um, as a freshman. He really, really grew up, really matured. Um, one of the hardest working kids I've ever coached, and he's going to reap the benefits of that for the next three years individually, and then we're going to reap some benefits as a team as well. But um, we got some good senior guys that, that are still in the football field, and whenever they join us, you know, we're just trying to figure out kind of how to mix everybody together. But um, Daniel's doing a great job early on being a, being a team leader. He's vocal, um, gets guys where they need to be, and he's kind of taking, taking reins of the team right now. Hey guys, we'll start uh, with the girls side here. Coach, uh, tell us, uh, I, I mean, we, we watched Addison shooting in between games at halftime, you name it. You couldn't keep her off the court, she just couldn't actually play. But to have her come back and to have that impact, that, that leader back for you, I mean, just expand on what it means to have someone like her uh, back on the floor for you. Uh, uh, yeah, so you know, Addison can just score. She scores in a lot of ways. and. You know, from a coach's standpoint, especially on the girls' side of the game, when you have somebody that can create their own shot, it just uh, it, it it's very refreshing. It makes trips down the floor, 
you know, she's able to create some stuff for our offense that we don't have to set up and, and try to X and O, and we we'll use some of that later on. Uh, she's a natural leader, and so uh, just having her on the floor with her experience, she kind of got thrown in the fire a little bit when she was a 10th grader uh, because of another injury. But I think because of that year is, you know, the reason where we are now. She had a phenomenal year that year and had a great start to her year last year. And, uh, you know, she's just a, obviously a big part of our team. Addison, can you speak a little bit about this this team's makeup, what you're kind of excited about in terms of being one of those leaders and, and of course, just being back on the court too? Yes, sir. Um, <clears throat> we have a very tight bond that I don't think a lot of teams have. Um, we're all really close, and I, I think that all of them are my sisters. Um, and I'm, I'm very grateful for all of them, and it's, it's a blessing to be able to to feel like I make an impact on anything that they do, and they look up to me, and that's one of the, that's one of the, it, it gives me joy every day that they look up to me. Coach Moore, can you uh, kind of talk a little bit about, I guess, just the the balance there as you get everybody back into it? How you essentially, when the football guys come, you know, it, it changes that team's dynamic. What's the the goal right now? Is uh, those guys are still playing right now? Yeah, thanks, Charles. Um, you know, I mean, we, we go into it with the same mindset. Whoever we have out there, we're trying to get better. And, you know, if we have to play a game with the guys that's been with me at practice for the past two and a half weeks, I think we'll be fine. So our goal is really not to change. You know, these guys get a little bit of a head start um, on some of those other guys. But when we get everybody together, we'll kind of just figure it out and, and – you know, we've got some veteran guys coming, so I'm not real concerned about that. Um, right now, we're led by three sophomores, you know, Daniel, and then we have Rylan McKelvey and Carter Ezel. So they're getting to grow, and, and, you know, it's kind of a good thing. I mean, obviously, may not be ideal when we go out Monday and, and have to play with six players, but um, for those guys to, to figure it out and to kind of take ownership of the team, you know, these are their guys. They're, they're going to have the ownership. They're going to lead us. Um, to wherever we go. So that part's been exciting for me as a coach. Um, we've slowed down. We've taught a lot more because, you know, Daniel doesn't look it, but you know, he's 16 years old. Um, so we, we kind of just slowed everything down and went back to teaching like, like we should. But basketball is such a quick sport. You know, we have two weeks and we play games. Doesn't matter if you have football guys or not, you're always in this big rush. So it, it's made, made us slow down a little bit and take – just take it one segment at a practice at a time. So, you know, we're just trying to get better a little bit every day. Daniel, can you kind of speak on that a little bit in terms of, of just how beneficial these first couple weeks of the season are for you, having to play such a more prominent role, and then what your expectations are for the year overall? Uh, yes, sir. Uh, I guess just just as this, the you know, those two weeks of just having our six guys, you know, just getting better uh, – and just each day in practice, you know, we're going against younger guys, freshmen, but uh, just, you know, trying to execute our stuff and uh, just make sure. Because we know, obviously, we can get anything we want in practice and things like that. But out in the game, different defense, you know, bigger players, more athletic players. So uh, just each and every day throughout practice, just trying to get better. And then obviously, like you said, throughout the season, uh, you know, the football guys, those are like my, those are my guys. So, you know, they're going to come back in and, uh, you know, it's going to be the same as, you know, last year. And, uh, I, obviously, we lost four seniors, but uh, just those football guys are a real key part to our, I, th I think, our team. And uh, 
you know, um, I think it's, it's not going to be a big change, but uh, just because we're so tight-knit together. But uh, I, think, I think we have a good, a good season ahead of us, and I think uh, we'll, go, we'll go pretty deep, I, I hope. So, yes, sir. And for both players, what do you think of the new district with all the Williamson County teams? Uh, I mean, I, I like it. You know, uh, last year, I, obviously, I was new, so I didn't really know. And I assumed it was Wilco already, but I came in, I was like, you know, we're playing Hillsborough, we're playing, you know, different teams. But I just, uh, I like the fact that, you know, it's all Wilco. And just um, uh, last year we had five, I think it was maybe five, five teams in the district. And, you know, uh, now with eight, I think, uh, it's just, you know, more competition and, you know, having to go out there and play your hardest each and every single night. And, you know, uh, the, the big sections, that's something I'm looking forward to personally, just playing in that atmosphere, you know, and uh, I think I think that's really it on the district. Um, I think that after after Christmas, it's going to get pretty hectic. And uh, I think that that's one of the best things about basketball is is getting to play people, people that you know and uh, good teams. And you know that it's not going to be an easy game and you're going to have to work for it day in and day out. And that's that's something I'm really looking forward to. Uh, Coach Coach Hamilton, the Tyler Palmets here with the Tennessee. And, uh, you guys played already, I believe. Uh, what What did you think of the new foul rule? Um, where the the fouls are resetting uh, after each quarter, no more one and one. Um, trying to think of the other aspect of that. I guess there's a no, yeah, no more one and ones. Did it slow the game down? What were your impressions? First impressions of the rule? No, I actually thought it flowed very well. Uh, you know, I I, I liked it. Personally, I wasn't sure how it would affect the game, you know, so I just knew we were going to have to get used to it. But I, I thought the flow of the game uh, last night went very well. And so, uh, no, I, I personally like it. I think it could be a good thing for sure. Did you notice basically no change? Is no, right? I thought it sped up a little. I thought it flowed a little better. Oh, okay. with it was it. better. So I yeah. did. Uh, for Daniel and Coach Moore, Daniel, I noticed you're the uh, tallest guy on the Centennial roster. You're not one of the taller teams, but I think of you all as maybe one of the more muscular teams. Could you talk a little bit about that culture and, and what you bring to the floor that way and, and how you compete when you're under height anyway, if not undersized? Uh, I think just, you know, like I, you said, the, the stronger team, I feel like a lot of our guys have, you know, good size on them. And uh, I feel like a lot of teams are, you know, more lengthy, but I feel like, you know, we're we're down to get on the floor, get gritty for a ball, and you know, um, just things like that. Just uh, more hustle. I feel like uh, that we have on the team. You know, in practice, we you know going hard every day. And uh, our center right now is like five ten, but uh, you know, he's getting every single rebound. You know, going for every single ball. And I feel like that's just what we bring as a, a shorter team. But I feel like it doesn't really really matter because you know, if three out of the five guys go and rebound, I mean, somebody's bound to get it. So I mean, it's yeah. Yeah, and our guys do a really good job in the weight room. Um, they're in there every day, year round. So, you know, we, we feel like we control what we can control. And unfortunately, we ain't going to better control our height. So we can control how strong we are. and We can control what we preach every day. You know, and, and I hope we rebound and we defend most nights. Um, and that, that, that's 
and our guys have bought. They've done a great job. They they're bought into that concept. Um, you know, we give them some freedom on offense, but they know that in return they got to be able to defend and rebound a little bit. So it's very very important to us as a program. Very important to them as well. Uh, this question is for Coach Moore or Daniel, whichever one. Um, your team lost in the region quarters to Nolensville last year. How has that loss motivated your team? <laughs> oh, how has the loss to Nolensville in the region quarters motivated your team? <laughs> yeah, I appreciate you bringing that up. <laughs> I mean, I don't think we need a lot of extra motivation. You know, these guys play a lot of ball. Um, you know, the month of June, we played 30 games. Most of them played 70 games of some type of travel basketball. So, you know, I don't think we need a ton of motivation. Um, obviously, we know now they're in our district, so we're going to see them a few more times. So, um, you know, we're going to put our head down and not worry about any of that stuff and just try to get a little bit better and, and hopefully uh, be competitive in our, in our district, which is top to bottom might be the best in the state. Uh, I don't know how many more 18 districts there are out there in the state, but I would put ours one through eight up against anybody in the state, and that does that does include Memphis. And then, obviously, for Coach Hamilton, um, your team showed some improvement last year. Um, what are you hoping to see from your team this season? Uh, well, you know, we've, we've got a pretty experienced bunch. We have uh, several seniors, and so hopefully, you know, we'll take some more strides in our execution and, uh, you know, a little bit, you know, playing every possession a little better. Uh, you know, we obviously return Addison, and, you know, we have Bethany Wright returning, who was an all-district player last year in the post. And, uh, you know, we got some good seniors, A.J., Lynn, and uh, – Kennedy Johnson. So we got a little older group. And so, uh, you know, hopefully that experience will, will play, uh, you know, pay off for us. Time for one more. Tyler, did you get one in? Anybody else? Good. Charles? Thank you, Centennial High School. Appreciate it. Good job. Give him a hand. Up next, we'll have Brentwood High School. Brentwood can make their way up here. Brentwood High up next. We'll get Coach Bond, Daniel Cochran on this side, Miss Ryan, Coach Williams on the other side. Players, you'll share that middle mic. Coaches, you'll have the mic on the outside. Coach Bond, I'll give you this one. Boys 16 and 12 last year, lost in the region quarterfinals to eventual state runner-up Independence. Girls 25 and 8, lost in the sectional one game away from the state tournament to Green Hill. Coaches, if you would, uh, introduce who you have with you. Give us an outlook for the season, then we'll take questions. Brentwood High School, thank you guys for being here. Uh, I have Ella Ryan with me. I'm Marcel Williams, girls basketball coach. Uh, it's my third season uh, being the head coach. Uh, my outlook for the season is uh, honestly take it one game at a time, gel together, and uh, stay healthy. 
got to stay healthy the whole year. We didn't really do that last year and uh, see what we could do at the end of the year. Coach Troy Bond, uh, third year at Brentwood High School. I have Daniel Cochran, three-year starter for us. Uh, excited to get started. We, we open up Thanksgiving weekend at the uh, K. Maynard Lebanon Thanksgiving Tournament. Hey, uh, we'll start on the girls' side here. Coach Marcel, I know you guys got a game under your belt now after yesterday. Uh, what, uh, I guess, what are your, your overall expectations knowing that this team made it so far last year and you get a big bulk of that group back? Uh, my expectations kind of the same. Every year, try to give us a one. We got to win districts. Uh, I think we haven't done that since 2011. Uh, I don't want to skip over any championship if we can get one, but I think it starts right there in our own district, just taking advantage of that and then moving forward down the line. But I feel like we got to just win district, get over that hump. We lost a couple battles uh, in the past, and I think that would help our confidence moving forward. Ella, can you kind of speak on, uh, I guess, being being the team to beat, really? I mean, a lot of a lot of teams coming to look at you all, and, and you got this makeup here. Tell me about this team and then what it means to uh, kind of have that target on your back, too. I think it's really good for us. I think there's a lot of room for growth. I think we have a bunch of girls who are committed to our team and who are bought in and who want to win and who want to have fun as well. So I think just having this great group of girls who are able to handle pressure and do what they're good at, I think that's just gonna be really good for us. And I think having that target on our back is honestly just gonna be a big help for us to stay in it over the season. And I think we can handle it well. Coach Bond, do you mind uh, kind of breaking down this this team for us a little bit? Who are some some new players to watch and, and things like that? Who are be, I mean, obviously we got Daniel here too, but tell us uh, a little bit about the guys here. Well, we we've got a very unique nucleus kind of coming back uh, with Jacob Purifoy that ended up really doing a great job for us at point guard last year. He's really hit the weight room hard. Uh, state championship golfer. Uh, you know, just great kid. These type of type of kids you want to want to have on the floor. Uh, every everything obviously goes around our cornerstone here with Daniel, and, and he's done such a great job of adjusting to playing several positions on the floor. And really, is I've seen him blossom more as a leader probably in the last six months than he was uh, in the past. Uh, we got uh, Hudson McKnight that's really uh, coming on sophomore really kind of got in a groove uh, last year and then then kind of went through the you know playing as a freshman at this level is really tough thought he's really improved he's gotten a lot more confidence uh, he's made a big difference uh, Daniel Olape senior that's great athlete uh, that's really I think he's probably the biggest surprise right now going into practice as far as improvement goes his communication with me is substantially better. Super smart kid, and uh, we look for him to really make a push for us as well. Uh, Kevin Spivey's back. That you know, he just kind of does the nuts and bolts kind of stuff that you got to have. You got to love. Um, Going to show up every night and battle you, which which we you know really push on from our defense standpoint, especially. And then we've got some other guys: uh, Jackson McCutcheon, uh, Preston Terry. Uh, there's another guy that played well last year, had a really good summer for us, Jake Wilson, uh, Zach Granderson, uh, that's, you know, doing a great job for us. So it, it should be exciting. Uh, these guys really get along well. Uh, defensively, what we want to do is, you know, a little different than, than most people. And being our third year, I really feel like they've 
they've kind of grasped that more, and we're, we're hoping to be able to play a little faster what we'd like to do. Daniel, can you uh, kind of speak on, on just your approach to this season? Obviously, Coach mentioned a little bit more of uh, that leadership role, but you've been the focal point of opposing teams to defenses for so much. What have you kind of worked on over this uh, last offseason, and what are your expectations? Yeah, well, um, I have high expectations for our team. Uh, I think some people might not agree with that, but I think the past two years we've been in a, a ton of close games, and I think that this year the experience that those guys have, have gained will really hopefully carry us through in those situations. We, we can win some of those close games. Um, for me, I'm just trying to have the most fun senior season I can have, but I also you know, want to keep those goals at the same standard, um, and I think that I can do both at the same time. So, uh, yeah. For Coach Williams and Ella, you came close to the state record for three-pointers last year. Do you, you think you might get it this year? And what's your philosophy on three-pointers? Um, I didn't even know until the end of the season. I was kind of mad because I would have shot it more. Um, <laughs> but my philosophy when it comes to threes is just that's the cards I got. If I had two post players uh, banging inside, but I have probably 18, 18 girls probably on varsity and maybe eight or nine girls that shoot the three, and we have maybe six or seven that shoot it at a really good clip. So I'm just playing what I got. So if I if I got to shoot 33s a game, I know one game we got up 46. Um, that's what I got to do to win. I mean, the girls work at it, so I'm going to use it. Ella, do you think you might uh, get the record this year? I think I believe in all our girls to shoot it. I think that they have the confidence to step up and make the three for sure. And they've proven themselves in previous years. So I definitely think that that's a possibility for us. And I think it'd be super awesome if we could. And I can see it being in our potential to do that. Question for Ella and, and Daniel, because I know what the coaches would tell me. Guys, once you get into the district schedule, it is seven weeks of 14 straight district contest what what do you got to do to prepare for the not just the physical but the mental part of that is because that's going to be a grind I mean that is a grind yeah for our team we just lean on each other I mean we're teammates we have each other we're a resource for each other so we lean into each other and we just do all that we can to do to get better and focus in, like he said, one game at a time, take it step by step, and just do the best we can at that moment. If you have to give 100% of just the 75% that you have, then that's what you got to do because you're not always going to be a perfect 100. So I think just leaning into each other and doing the best we can each game is what's going to help us make it through. Yeah, um, I think we're all excited for it because, like I said, we, we know that we're good enough to be in those close games at the end and we can hopefully uh, carry it out at the end and, and win those. Um, but it's going to be hard. Um, but I think this year what we need to do is, is do a better job of just being one game at a time. Um, because last year, you know, win or loss, it was just we would get caught up in the previous game or the next game. And it, it was hard to just focus, you know, one game. So I think if we do a better job of that, we'll be able to get through it just fine. Uh, for Coach Williams and Ella back over here, uh, last season a few times because of the, your explosive offense, you were able to get some big leads. Uh, wondering, Ella, for you, how you stay focused in those moments to continue to improve even when the, the outcome is sort of already decided. And then for Coach Williams, it looks from your scheduling like maybe you were intentional about trying to up that level of competition outside the district this year. Uh, when it came to the schedule, one, I, we wanted to go to Florida just to have a little fun, shake it up a little bit. Uh, when it comes to the schedule, I enter in a, a classic 
I don't I don't ask who to pick. They pick who they want me to play. Um, and I play those teams. I'm not going to run for any competition. But at the same time, I know whatever the competition is, it's going to be a good test for us. So if it's a big team, we'll play the big team. If it's a, a not a bad, great team, and then we'll just roll it out and see what we can do. But when it comes to the schedule, I, I really try not to say I want to avoid certain teams. I like to play any team uh, that comes available, but we just play with the cards that are dealt. For us, I think when we get those leads, focusing in on all the little things and our attention to detail is very important because we don't want to let anything get into our heads, and we're definitely not that kind of team that would do that. So we make sure we're talking on defense every possession, that we're making sure our energy stays up there the entire game, and just learning from what we did in previous games and carrying it over, and just keeping a level head throughout the entire game start to finish and for the future games to come. Uh, and Daniel, up until this year, you were out on the football field. Wondered if you could comment a little bit about your choice to focus entirely on basketball. And at this point, with the Bruins at 12-0 and until Friday night anyway, are you uh, wishing you were maybe out there uh, with that run right now? Yeah, um, there was a lot of things that, that, that came into play there. And it was a hard decision to uh, stop playing, especially since I kind of figured they'd be this, maybe not this good, but very good this year. Um, but really, the main reason was just you know, I've missed the preseason for basketball the past two years, and, uh, you know, it, it caught up to me the first few weeks of the of the season. So I just wanted to, for senior year, make sure I gave everything I had and, uh, you know, wasn't was in good shape for the beginning of the season. Um, but I think that it is hard to see them be so good, but I think that the record that they have doesn't make it the wrong choice necessarily. I, I, I'm still confident that I made the right choice. Uh, first question is for Daniel. Uh, Daniel, your team lost to Independence last year in region quarters. Uh, you have come into this conference and your team has really high expectations. So how has that loss motivated your team this season? Um, well, I don't know. I, I think that it's hard to say that we focused on a game that happened last year. Um, but we're motivated because we want to win games. And that's I mean, when we play them, it's going to be maybe a little extra, but at the end of the day, every game is just its own game. So um, we don't really look at last year and think about it too much, um, but it does give us confidence because we were in those two close games with Indy and they went to the state championship. They're a great team. Uh, we know that, but we also know that we're capable of beating them, and, and that gives us confidence for this year. And then next question is for Coach Williams or Ella, whichever one wants to take it. Um, your team takes a lot of pride in defense. Um, how do you feel like that'll be a key, um, not only with all eight teams, except for Fairview and Wilco District, but also for your test schedule and non-conference? Maybe the, the uh, first part. Oh, yes. Um, OK, I said your team takes a lot of pride in defense. Oh, yeah, yeah. Never mind, you can stop there. Uh, yes, when it comes to defense, that's what I did in college. That's what I did as a player. So everybody knows in the nicest way, uh, if you don't bring it on defense, I respect that as high school, we have other girls that want to play. So it may not be your night. So you might get buried on the bench. And um, there's nothing wrong with that, but we'll just move on to the next girl. And so when they come in the game, they want to score. And then when they come in the game, they know to defend. We talk, we talk about talking. And um, we focus on the matchup. It's just the team, that's our identity. We had a really good senior last year. That's what she did was play defense. And now we're trying to carry it over to a, a, a whole team-wide defense situation. 
Tom Krieger, Tennessee, and uh, this is for both players. Um, start with you, Ella. Um, what's your go-to move if if it's if it's the end of a quarter and you got a, you got the ball in your hand and you can do whatever you can? What's your what, what move are you doing? Good question. Um, I've recently been working on a cross jab, so definitely getting into that cross jab. But honestly, it comes down like to exactly what is happening in that moment and what kind of defense they're doing. But yeah, I'd say cross job is the move I'd go to at the end. And Daniel, same for you. What's your go-to move? If it's you got the ball in the last 10 seconds of a quarter, what are you doing? Yeah, well, uh, I'm not sure if I want to reveal it just yet, but um, I, would, I would agree with Ella. No, no one's going to watch I this. would agree with Ella. It really comes down to the, the heat of the moment. Just It's just natural instinct. But I would say if I had to pick one move, just – a simple hesitation and, and play off wherever the defender goes. So, Hey, Marcel. Tyler Palmas here with the Tennessean. Sorry, I've got to get my recorder going. You guys played the other night. Uh, what did you think of the new foul rule? Did we get fined? Uh, <laughs> I, thought, I don't uh, know. <laughs> um, I was very worried about it from a um, – are they going to call fouls consistent like they did? And I felt in certain aspects, they kind of let the game get physical. And then in certain aspects, they let the game not get physical. So I think um, I think it just depends. It was our first test with it, with me, from my eyes. But I liked it, but I'm also a little worried. How physical can the game get? Are they going to let it get where they only call one or two fouls that whole quarter? Well, I, that's my only concern. Ella, did you notice it at all? Yeah, I did. Definitely, as like he said, working on a lot of defense, just that defensive aggression, it can sometimes change and shift how both teams play and respond to certain actions that you're doing on the court. So I think it was like a little bit of an adjustment we had to make just considering the count and everything. But I think we can work with it. Thank you. Good job. Give Brentwood High School a hand. Thank you. Appreciate it. Next up, we got Independence High School. If Indy, if you'll make your way up to the desk, Independence High School. Have the players sit in the middle. If you guys sit down there, Coach. Jet, you guys, uh, you guys will share the middle mic. Coach Hill, you got the mic on the end. Coach Wilkins, you'll have this mic. All right, Independence High School up next. Girls team, eleven and eighteen. It was big for them. Made it to the region last year. They'll use that experience uh, for their team this year. I know they were excited about that. I lost to a really good Hillsboro team on the boys' side, thirty-three and five. Made it all the way to the state championship game. Uh, which was obviously a big deal for the boys' team and for B for WCS. We got Tony Hill, head coach of the girls. Mark Wilkins, head coach of the boys' team. Uh, if you guys would introduce who you have with you, give a little outlook for the season, and then we'll take questions from the media. Independence High School at Basketball Media Day. All right, uh, yeah, I have Jet Montgomery here. He's definitely uh, not a stranger. If you've been watching. Uh, high school basketball here last four years. You should probably know who he is. Um, 
makes me look really smart night in, night out. So excited for him to be here. Um, you know, we had an awesome run last year. It's still awesome to hear people talk about that team playing on the last Saturday of March. Um, you know, something we're always going to remember, but also we're turning the page, excited for this year. Fortunate enough to bring a lot of people back. Um, and so we're excited. You know, we know we've got our work cut out for us again, especially playing in our district. Uh, but, you know, it's an exciting time to, to get it going here uh, with a great group of guys again. I brought with me tonight Savannah C. She's a junior for us. Uh, she started pretty much uh, every game, I think, since she's been here. Uh, she's done a great job for us over the years. She averaged about 10 points a game, uh, led us in rebounding last year, I believe, with about six. And uh, we're just excited for our season to get started. We had a great summer, um, played a lot of really good basketball teams and, and uh, did very well, competed very well. Um, we've had a good fall, good preseason conditioning program. Uh, we've had a good couple of weeks of practice. Uh, just real excited to get in front of an opponent tomorrow night. Um, as far as last season goes, we were really excited to uh, make our second straight appearance in a region tournament. Uh, now our challenge is to get there again and then uh, make a deeper run than we did last year. Uh, fortunately, we return a lot of kids back from last year's team. Uh, there's a lot of girls that are going to be with us this year that have started uh, pretty much every game or been a big part of what we do for the last uh, couple of years. So from an experience standpoint, we should be in good shape. So we're very, very excited uh, by getting our season going tomorrow night. Hey, guys, uh, to kick things off here, I'm kind of curious about your thoughts of uh, just for all of January, most of February, we're going to be playing just Williamson County Schools. Um, we're all in the big group now together. What's what's that mean coaching wise and then players if you guys didn't mind talking a little bit about that constant too because it's uh, it's going to be a loaded month and a half there. Well, I like it. Uh, it kind of reminds me of back when I was at Centennial. I think we did uh, much the same thing back in those days and I really like that because I, you know we can just really focus in solely focus on uh, how we're playing in district play and and uh, you know, where we're at, who's got to beat who, trying to climb those standings, trying to get in the top four so you can host. Uh, I really like that. Um, and, and I know that a lot of links, uh, great links were gotten to to get to that point. Uh, it took some really tricky scheduling, but uh, I like it. Uh, I think it's going to be good uh, for the county. Uh, I think everybody's going to enjoy playing each other again uh, after splitting a little bit for the last uh, four years. But I think it's going to make for a really exciting race on both the guys and the girls' side. Yeah, you know, I'd echo that. And I would say, um, you know, for us, it ended up working itself out because we ended up having to beat the same people we would have to beat last year in the region. I mean, the same people we have to beat this year just having to be in our district. And it just makes sense. You know, we've had to try to get our crowds excited about playing uh, a, a Columbia team. And, hey, that's a district game. That means a whole lot. When we're playing Franklin, it's sold out. It means nothing, you know. And so – it just makes a lot more sense on paper for everybody. And I'm excited to hear what these guys got to say, too, because from a coach's standpoint, seeing those crowds, I get a lot of goosebumps, and I don't have to worry about making a free throw. And let alone a competitor standpoint, I know it's got to be the, you know, what you dream about. Um, to piggyback back off of both of them, you know, district plays is my favorite part of the season. It's the uh, it's, it's most difficult part of the season, though, just playing all these teams twice and just the – the film you watch on them, you know each team so well and they know you so well. So it's like you're running plays and you got to hit the third option on all these plays because they just know you so well. And so just, uh, just love district play and, and, and the crowds are, are pretty awesome. 
Um, yeah, I'm just with what all they've said. Um, it's a really competitive district. So I think, I mean, every single game is going to be an absolute, like, fight till the end. And, you know, it's exciting to play in that atmosphere every game. And I'm super excited for it. But, yeah. Coach Jet's closing in on the school record for points. What what are some of his best assets and what kind of separates him from other kids that have come through Indy? Yeah, you know, uh, it's an amazing uh, – just to be in a conversation with Grayson Murphy, who's held, held that for a while, and only 2,000-point score in our school history is Grayson, and, and soon to be Jet. Um, you know, Jet is obviously – I think he's the best scorer I've ever seen in high school basketball. Um, but I think he's also added a lot to his game. He's now a big leader for us. This summer, he, he and Tylen were kind of just taking turns on who was going to get the most assists in different games we played in. And so he's taking on that role, and then he's just our leader too. You know, he's just so much more vocal now, and, you know, and I'm just so glad to see him grow in that because, honestly, as a scorer, he doesn't need to hear anything from me. But as a coach, I just, we just so are you know, proud of the, how he represents our team and, and as a leader, and that's the thing that you know, we, we talk with him the most about. And um, He's doing an awesome job of that. So to see him now getting ready to break that record, um, you know, it, I think there's no one more deserving than him. And, Coach, how many are back from your rotation? And, Jed, what do you do for Encore after you know, making it to the state finals last year? Well, we lost two uh, starters in Josh Owens and Matt Witt, but we have some guys that are kind of waiting in the wings, ready for their moment too. So, um, you know, we have, you know, Braden Buck, we can go down the line, have started last year, and, and Corbin Walling as well, and Tylen. So, but we have a lot of guys that are coming off the bench ready to go too. So we, we're very blessed from that standpoint. Could you repeat that question? Oh, what do you do for an encore after making it to the state championship game last year? Or how, how, how deep a run do you think you guys might make this year? Okay, okay, okay. My bad. I was trying to understand that. But, yeah, definitely last year was a, a great team. You know, it's, it's tough missing Matthew and Josh and uh, um, those guys. But we have, we have some great, great guys coming back. Corbin, like you said, Houston, a bunch of bench players. So, you know, making state finals last year is just a great experience. It, it was awesome, you know, to get there. But getting there and getting so close but falling short makes me want to get there even more, you know, this year. So uh, it just makes us want to work harder and, you know, all the – all the guys on the team were a part of the team last year, and now it's like we got to step up, um, you know, our six seniors, and it's our last year to do it. So, and we have a good chance. So, it's exciting. All right, first questions for Coach Wilkins or Jad, whoever wants to take it. Um, your team made it to the state championship game last season. Um, do you, does your team overall like playing with a target on their back, or? Is that irrelevant? Yeah, definitely making the uh, state finals last year. Um, I feel like every team in the district and even not district are definitely going to have a target on our back because if I played a team that made it to state last year, we'd put a target on their back because, you know, they just made it to state. So, you know, it's definitely hard because you're going to get everyone's best game. I know that for sure. Um, so you just got to every, – every practice, every game, you got to be focused because, you know, you're not – they're – they're going to be trying as hard as they can. So you got to give it your all, too. You know, it's hard every, every single game when they're, you know, they're cheering after every bucket and after, you know, they're going on little runs and they're, you know, it's like they're championships for some games. And so it, it's difficult, but just, just know that if you want to be the best, you got to beat the best. So, Well, and I kind of echo that, too. You know, I, I just go back to this. What's the alternative? You know, the, you know I will take it. You know, it will take being – the hunted at times because I would rather us be in the conversation every year for those long, deep 
postseason runs. That puts us a little bit more target on our back. That's okay. You know, I think that we'll continue as long as we continue to get, you know, in that moment and that hopefully in that postseason run, we kind of take the, the bad part of it, I guess, too. But and, and one more quick story about that. My first year here, we played a pretty good player named Brandon Miller and Kane Ridge. They were just coming off a runner up. And we caught, we got them to, we lost by eight, you know, or something that. And so we remember that game. We talk about that game a lot. And so we know that's coming up, but kind of hope for the same result for all of our opponents. I hope they like that. I think they got close, but they didn't quite get there all the way. And then next question is for Savannah. Um, your team made the region tournament again. Um, what's going to be the key to obviously like reach further than the region tournament this season? <laughs> um, I mean, that's a loaded question. There's so much that goes into it. Um, we've always had a really young team. So now being a junior and starting the people that we started with my freshman year still being here, um, the chemistry just continues to grow. Um, we work so hard in practice. We've had a really good summer. Um, we're, everybody's there to play for each other. No one's there to be selfish. No one's there to just be there for themselves. Everybody wants to get better. Everybody wants to make it to the end. And I think we have so much more grit this year. I mean, compared to past years and, I think we're going to make a pretty good run this year. Uh, for Savannah and Coach, I know on the boys' side a lot, we talk about the multi-sport athletes. And uh, wondered if you could comment. I know, Savannah, you're on the flag football portion, and now that's coming into TSSAA approval as a sanctioned sport and everything. But what about your experiences in flag football? Do you bring to basketball in the other way? And, Coach, what do you think about your multi-sport athletes? Um. I think it's good for everybody to be able to play multi-sport or do multiple sports. Um, it's very difficult in high school to do any kind of um, doing more than one sport because everybody, again, we're in such a competitive district. If you want to be good at a sport, you have to commit so much time. So having the opportunity to be able to do flag football, that gave me a breather because, I mean, I'm pretty much all year all in on basketball. It's my passion. It's what – I've spent all my time on. So being able to kind of have that reliever and an outlet to do something else, it brings a sense of enjoyment even back to your own sport because you're taking that time off to kind of, um, I guess, refresh and, like, get your mind straight, have fun with something else, and then come back to it. So, Yeah, I'd love to have more multi-sport athletes. Uh, the unfortunate part of it is um, it's just challenging to do that with travel sports as it is. Um, you know, uh, in the winter, obviously, you know, volleyball kids are playing, uh, you know, travel volleyball all winter and all summer. Uh, soccer's gotten to be uh, a year-round thing. So, you know, I would love to get to uh, back to when I was in high school when you, you know, did something in the fall, did something in the winter, did something in the spring, and then, you know, open gym type stuff in the, in the summer. But uh, unfortunately, travel sports does prohibit a lot of kids or at least not encourage a lot of kids to be multi-sport athletes. And I do wish that we could uh, somehow come to some kind of a, a compromise and, and be able to share more athletes. Coach Wilkins and, and Jet, uh, you mentioned some of the returning guys that you've got and familiar faces. I know out at the play day last weekend at Ravenwood, it looked like you've got some new guys as well. Maybe some, I don't know if they're transfers in or, or guys that are just coming up from the JV program, but could you talk about them a little bit? And then as well as in the county, in girls soccer, in volleyball, we had teams finish sixth in that district and region to make it to state championship games. I mean, 
What's the likelihood of that, of, of seeing something like that in basketball even this year with teams finishing in the middle of the pack maybe and then making a postseason run? No, that's a great point. Well, you know, we go back to, you know, obviously our season was a lot of fun last year, but we also beat Ravenwood by one and Nolensville by one, you know, and so it just shows you how close our league really was. You know, and going back to the, the Brentwood game was tight as could be in the region quarterfinal, which is an elimination game. So, and so, you know, it's just one of those things we happen to, you know, things go our way. But unfortunately, in basketball, being such a tournament sport, things could go your, not your way. Um, and so we were on the, you know, the good end of that. And that just kind of goes to speak to this, this league. I think sometimes we throw around the word SCC, and I kind of can see it. You know, I know we talk about it in football, and I definitely can see it in basketball. It's just so, so competitive. And I know it's fun for reporters. It's terrifying for coaches. So, but, uh, you know, it's a great district to be in. But, you know, back to the players, too. We're just blessed to, you know, we, some of those names we mentioned. But we have a, a guy named Bradley Stewart who you know. In this, he's an all-district player. Man, he is, uh, you know, in, in the past, he's a great player that's accepting an awesome role in our team. We're excited to have. Um, Houston Hicks is going to step up, have a bigger role this year. You know, we mentioned Braden and Corbin and Tylen, But we have other guys, some juniors that have really, you know, are really good players, but they haven't had the opportunity yet because we have pretty good seniors in front of them, too. So, um, you know, we're just blessed that we have a lot of guys that make our competitive practice for sure. Uh, yeah, what well, he said, there's, there's a lot of guys that um, are going to open some eyes this year that uh, you didn't see last year, like Bradley and Houston, Corbin, Dawson. There, there's some guys that, that um, didn't get that much playing time just because we had so many good players last year that are really going to, you know, fill in some holes that we needed uh, with those missing guys. And then uh, go to the second point, just – yeah, the district is uh, really competitive, so I like it that, you know, you can be the sixth place and still, you know, make it just because, you know, there's just going to be so many close games, one-point, two-point games, and even if you lose those, you still, you know, you, you got a chance in district and regions to, you know, make your way back up. Tom Kerger with the Tennessean. Um, first question for you, Jet. Um, Last few seconds of a quarter, what's your go-to move to score? And the answer isn't just cross the half-court line and let it rip. Don't answer that. Don't answer. We got people watching. Well, um, no one watches this. I'm telling you. No, but uh, I don't want to be this guy. But it really depends on what the defender does because uh -huh. uh, uh, I don't make a move, like think of a move and make it. I gotta whatever the defender, I react off of that. So you know, his hands down, I might as he shoot. You know, if he's standing straight up. You know, go by for, you know, down two, down three. Mm -hmm. See Buck in the corner, might hit him. I mean, there's just so many options. It kind of depends on, you know, where the game is at and, you know, what the defender's doing. But if you want one move, I guess. Um, you can act to that. Just enough. like a hezzy pull-up, probably. I don't know. Same thing for you, Savannah. Um, I'm with what Jet said. I think it really depends on the defender that you have in front of you. Um. Since I've been in middle school, my, like, bread and butter is, like, get to the rack and either make it or get the AM one. You don't really have much else of an option, but um, it really depends on the defender. Might have a three, might have a jumper. Just depends. Last question for you, Coach Hill. Got to ask, you're, you're a Hoosier fan. Uh, what's your th uh, thoughts on what uh, Bobby might, uh, the, 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 what he left on, on, on the game of basketball? Well, there's no question. Coach Knight, I grew up 20 miles from campus, and Coach Knight was always, a, a, um, from afar, a big part of my life and uh, in, in large part why I'm in coaching. Um, left such a mark on, on the world uh, from a, not only uh, Indiana college basketball, uh, he left a mark on Indiana high school basketball. Uh, he left a mark on the Olympics. He won an Olympic gold medal. 
Uh, I believe he might have won the Pan American Games, I believe, one year. Uh, just I don't know if there's ever been anybody in the game of basketball that has impacted the sport uh, any more than Coach Knight did. And uh, uh, my staff didn't tell me that he had passed until after practice that night. And, I, and it's probably a good idea that they didn't because uh, Coach Knight has just been um, – uh, he's been my guy since I don't ever remember a time in my childhood where Coach Knight was not the coach at Indiana. So um, just uh, sorry to lose uh, such a legend, but uh, wow, what a memory, what the memories he did provide for everybody. Great job. Independence High School, give him a hand. Thank you. Making their way up next, Nolensville High School. Good to see you. Have the coaches on the end here. Coaches, you'll have your own mic. Uh, players, you'll share the one in the middle. Uh, coach Kadice, boys coach. Coach Ladd, girls coach. Both teams region semis last year, playing their best basketball at the end of the year. Uh, girls end up 21 and eight. Uh, losing to Hillsborough on the semis. Uh, Nolensville boys with a big win in the first round of the region. Jeremy Moore didn't like us reminding him of that. It was a big win over Centennial. Certainly will mean a lot to his team this year. Uh, lost to eventual state runner-up independence. So, coaches, if you would, introduce who you have with you. Give us sort of an outlook, preview for the year, and then we'll take questions from the media. Nolensville High School. Thank you, guys. Uh, I'm Chris Ladd. Is that working? Yeah, Chris Ladd, girls coach at Nolensville. I've got uh, Leilani Washington with me, uh, junior three-year starter. Um, our outlook this year is uh, just to be as competitive as we can be. We've uh, had a couple girls move away from us from last year's team, so we've uh, we look a little bit different than we did last year. But uh, got a lot of good young girls, and really excited to see how they're going to perform. Uh, and, and see how this one's going to kind of kind of lead the charge this year. So we're we're excited. Just hope to be as competitive as, as we can be in the new district. Uh, Drew Goodice, uh, this is Lucas Pring with me. He's one of our captains this year. Uh, started almost every game last year. I guess senior night might have been the only one that he did not. Um, we returned five seniors who all played a lot of minutes as juniors, uh, which is really exciting. Um, and then add to that. Uh, juniors who got some minutes as sophomores and then add to that some sophomores that uh, were really dynamite as freshmen. Um, so we're deep. Uh, that's kind of been our MO so far in preseason. We're pressing a lot more. We're playing a lot faster. I think last night in the first quarter, 11 guys got in in the first quarter. So we're trying to run up and down and play a very different style than what we did um, last year. Hey guys, uh, starting with Coach Ladd here. Um, obviously, with the different makeup of everything here, tell us a little bit about what we're we, we're hearing about a maybe faster pace set up here, depth on the other side. What are we expecting from uh, the girls' side here? Yeah, we we hope to develop some of that depth. Uh, we're we're just you know we've got seven freshmen. They make up almost half our team, uh, and they're good, but a uh, lot to learn uh, as freshmen. So we only have one senior. Uh, she played very limited for us in the past couple of years. So. We're going to expect more from her this year, but 
uh, three juniors with uh, Leilani obviously leading the charge and, and another starter that comes back in Olivia Galloway. So uh, really just two girls that had a significant amount of playing time last year that are back with us. Uh, you're, we're definitely going to you're going to see a different style. Uh, we're at our best when we can play more up and down and and, uh, and, and pressure the ball. But we also have to be careful because we don't quite have the same depth uh, that the boys have. So we're trying to kind of find that middle ground. But you'll see a different style for sure. Leilani, can you uh, kind of speak on your role and what you're trying to do this year? Obviously, as a three-year starter, um, you're one of those girls, and you just got to be the be a team leader here. Tell what, what are we going to expect from you this year? Honestly, I'm going to try to lead like any way possible. I know we lost height, so if he puts me in the post, I'm fine with that. Anywhere else, I mean, I normally play point guard, lead the team, lead the offense, but I'm open to playing any position that helps my team win. Lucas, coach talked a little bit about, you know, the depth of this team. And, and you know, we just had Jet and, and Coach Wilkins talk about how, uh, you know, it took one point was the separation there in the postseason last year. And just that kind of buildup. I mean, talk about the expectations, knowing that you guys are deep and you were right there. Like Coach said, we have five returning seniors and we have some freshmen like B.J. Hall, Kyson, and Kale Barney who are returning this year, more mature. They're going to get more minutes. So just having that depth and that trust that whoever comes off the bench is going to have a major impact in the game is huge for us. So I think it'll be really important in winning those big games. Coaches, can you guys kind of both talk a little bit about just the all the county teams being together here? Um, we got a month and a half after Christmas where you're just going to be sick and tired of seeing each other, I think. But it, it, at the same time, it brings out the best. Can you just kind of speak on that for a little bit? Yeah, I think kind of what everybody said tonight a little bit of is just, man, it's going to be fun. You know, and it's a guy like me who came here from somewhere else. It's kind of why you want to come and be a part of it. I think it creates a really fun high school basketball experience for them to play in. And uh, there's a Monday, Wednesday, Friday week. There's a wraparound and play Monday that'll decide your seed for the district tournament on Thursday. Um, Coach Ladd and I mentioned maybe playing a game before Christmas, and nobody else really wanted to do that. So uh, if there's snow or anything and there's some weeks where we play four or five district games, it could happen is all I'm going to say. So, yeah, it's going to be fun, man. It's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of tight, tough games with a really good environment for high school basketball. Yeah, I would I would echo everything he said. Uh, the old guy, the old guy suggested uh, watch out for snow days, but nobody wanted to hear the old guy what he had to say. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited. I feel like years ago, when we didn't have quite as many schools in the county, we were all playing each other, and it made for uh, you know exciting environment. Every, every night's a big crowd, kids get excited, so I'm looking forward to it. And then same question for players: What do you think about this new Williams County district? Um, I'm really just excited for the energy that it's going to bring, the atmosphere. Atmosphere. I think more students will come out since, like, we kind of know everyone that on other teams and stuff. So I think it'll create a great atmosphere. I think that because basketball was one of the later sports to kind of join this district with all these big teams, football and other all the other sports kind of set up the anticipation for this. So everybody comes into basketball being excited, being hyped. So they're all going to show up to the game. It's going to be fun. It's going to be live. And then especially expanding to this district this year, it's going to it's going to be amazing. 
Coaches, quick question. Something uh, Coach Ladd said. You, you said you had a couple of kids who moved away. You lost them there. In in the current environment we live in this in this county, kids come in, kids go out, kids move between um, zones within the county in a given year. How it, has that become something that's more difficult to work with? Do do you ever fear? Um, having to face one of your own later because they moved somewhere. That really hasn't happened um, recently for me. Uh, our, you know, the ones that moved from us, they moved far away, but uh, not within the county. But um, yeah, I mean, it's this this environment we're in now with uh, with kids doing multiple things, and, and specifically specifically with the girls' game. Uh, you know, we lose a lot of girls to volleyball as they come up uh, through the middle school just because they they do such so much volleyball. It takes them away from us. They, they play both in middle school. It's hard to do in high school. So um, that's that's more what we deal with is getting girls to do multiple things and play multiple sports. And so when you start out right now, you're really not hitting on all cylinders and, and takes takes a little time to kind of find your groove and, and get your chemistry, uh, but not so much for the move outs. That was just sort of a random thing that happened to us this past year my answer would just be trying to control what we can control and create a environment and a program that they would want to be a part of and i think we've done a pretty good job of that in a short amount of time um, we've had guys who are zoned for us that whether it's mill creek or sunset that say i want to go there i want to play for them i want to be a part of what they're doing and those have been some really important um additions to us last year and, and then this year as well so I think just focus on controlling what we can and, and create a program that guys want to be a part of and have a good experience playing in. Coach Ladd and Leilani back here. Uh, looking at losing Emily and Addie and uh, JR there, I guess adding it up, close to 18 feet of height gone perhaps there amongst that trio. What was the psychological impact, though, uh, Leilani, last year to, to have those players where you could play high-low and, and there's just an intimidating presence when they walk on the floor and now you have no one uh, close to six foot on the roster and how much is that going to change what we see on the floor this year? Well, obviously they're a big help to open things up, but I also think where we lost in height, we can gain in other ways. Obviously, we're really quick, and we're going to make an impact that way. You heard her say she'll play the post. So uh, she she actually, even last year, had the best post moves on the team, to be honest with you. So um, we're, we're exploring all options. Um, what she was kind of alluding to is we've gotten a lot quicker. Um, when you have the size, sometimes they don't always have the speed. So. Literally, when those girls were out of the game, sometimes we had to play a different style. Now we don't have to worry about that. So that's the silver lining, I guess. Uh, obviously, we would love to have them with us, but we're adjusting. And coaches, with this schedule packed after Christmas with all these teams, how does that affect what you're able to do with film and preparation and scouting other teams? Even you're talking about three games in a week. It's one thing if you're at the college level, something else at high school. How does that impact how you focus and spend your time? Uh, I'm really enjoy coaching our guys because I think they're smart and you can give them some broad bullet points to kind of go with. Um, we do a lot of film in our locker room and they, they might get tired of it, but I think it's a great way for them to learn. Uh, so yeah, we spend time quick scouting reports and, and film and that's plenty for them to have some bullet points of you better chase jet around that screen or it's going up, you know, so they, they know the scouting reports. Um, I think it shows we're really well prepared for each team.
And for the coaches, what have you noticed, uh, if anything, about the change in the foul rules so far? Uh, so my last two years in Georgia, they piloted it down there, and I loved it. Um, I was a big fan of it. I, I sent out a big email last year about this time. Was anybody interested? And uh, I'm, I was really glad to see it go through. Um, it, it eliminates that second quarter and fourth quarter free throw shooting contest that nobody's there to watch. And um, you're there to watch them play basketball, and it creates a much better flow, and you actually get to play so many more possessions of basketball. Uh, I think last night we shot seven or eight free throws in the whole game. Last year in that same game, we shot 40. So um, it lets them play more basketball, which is what they're there for, and it's what we're all there for. What was the email you sent out that you said? I sent it to as many coaches as I could in the state and asked if anybody, if anybody had talked about it, if it was anywhere on the docket to change it to the bonus by quarter rule. Uh, because we had piloted it in Georgia. They were testing it out there, and nobody had expressed any interest in it. Um, and then seven months later, NFHS said it was a national rule. Yeah. Yeah, so right. I, was, it was, I was glad it worked out. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Chris, what about you? You guys, what have you noticed? Yeah, I, I, I agree with him totally. Um, I, I just noticed last night, you know, we had a game last night the first time. I was looking up in the second quarter thinking we were in, should be in the bonus and we weren't, which I, I was totally fine with. But it just takes a little bit of a mental adjustment. But um, I think it's a good thing for the game. I, I like, uh, you know, getting to five and shooting two and eliminating the one and one. I like that part of it. So I'm, I'm all for it. I know we're probably running short on time. So, Leilani, I'll just ask you, have you noticed anything about that part of the game, the, the free throw part? I think they're more lenient. Like, I feel like if both teams are being competitive, they little let a little more go, and you just play with what you got. Thank you. Thank you. Good job, Nolensville High School. Give them a hand, please. Next up, we'll have Summit High School, if you guys can make your way up. Have the players sit in the middle, coach, here on the end. Now we've got the two rookies in WCS up next. Excited about this. Uh, that's right, the only two, same school, same school. We got Coach Hal Merle. Uh, you guys probably recognize Coach. He's been around this area for a long time, uh, taking over the girls' program. And then you've got Coach Thad Burgess taking over on the boys' side. Coaches, if you would, uh, introduce who you have with you and then give us sort of an outlook on the season. The players, you share that mic in the middle. Y'all share that mic, players. Coach, you got that one. And then Coach Burgess, I'm going to give you this one. Uh, Summit High School, appreciate you guys being here. We're excited to be here. I tell you what, uh, I feel like it's been a long journey to get here. But uh, I've got Derek Smith with me today. He, uh, he has kind of been our leader. He's kind of took – when I came in, uh, we, we both kind of took it as a challenge that we were going to help get this program turned in the right direction. And so – Leaned on Derek a lot. Uh, he's kind of been the only vocal guy we got. He's the only one to open up a little bit in the locker room. So uh, we're all excited and ready to get going. Of course, we opened up last night, and and uh, we've got a busy weekend coming ahead. But uh, our program's in the right direction, and we're all with Coach and I. I know we're both. You know, we we talked this summer. Um, it's it's just going to be a good time, and I can't wait to get out there and meet everybody and see all the the different gyms and. And, and, and be in the environment, the atmosphere that's going to be going on. I know Derek's excited about that, too. And I'll pick up where Coach dropped off there. Uh, 
Quinn Johnston's with me, uh, one of two seniors that we have uh, coming back from last year's team. And kind of as Coach Burgess said, really leaning on her heavily along with Jaden to kind of be the vocal leaders in the locker room. Uh, she, she knows the district really well. She knows what's expected of her. We sat down and have player coaches meetings quite a bit and kind of let her know that, hey, I need you to be a vocal person. I need you to take charge of the locker room. I need you to reiterate what we're saying, make sure the freshmen understand what drill we're doing. You know, there, there's standards that have to be set in place. And, you know, if they only hear me talking, that's not going to help us out. Uh, but, you know, looking at forward to a great year. Also, we opened up last night. We're fortunate to come out of there with a win. Got a Harpeth Hall coming in Thursday. I know the district's going to be up for grabs. Um, some really good teams out there. Uh, I'll be extremely disappointed if we aren't in the hunt, you know, for one of those top four spots at the end. Uh, hey, Charles with the uh, Williamson Herald. Let's start on the girls' side here. Uh, in terms of, of coming into this and, and seeing the district and everything, Coach, just tell me about uh, what, it, what it's been like these these last, uh, especially these last few weeks as we're getting underway here. How, how excited are you to, to be a part of this? You know, it's a kind of a loaded question. I mean, this is obviously not my first year coaching. Um, bald head, you can tell all that. Um, but I've been living in Williamson County now for 20 years. Um, so I'm really good friends with all the coaches in the district. Uh, have a really good understanding of, you know, where we are, you know, where we line up. Uh, very excited to be living and coaching in the same community. Um, knowing that my daughter's my manager there on the team. And when, when you've got players like this and Jaden Pittman leading your program, uh, it, it makes my job a whole lot easier. Uh, you know, I know that there's going to be a lot of eyes on Quinn going forward this year. Uh, there even was last night uh, when we were playing Riverdale. But the girls have really bought in uh, to, to trying to lock down and play some defense. Um, and, you know, sitting up here and watching all these girls speak, uh, it's just exciting, you know, to, to know that Wilco's putting on a special event like this and getting these kids out here, getting them recognized, getting them noticed. And um, I, I know Quinn's excited, and we talk about it frequently. And I'm really looking forward to the challenge. Quinn, do you mind uh, talking just a little bit about the makeup of this team this year and your your expectations coming out? Because uh, you know, again, it's just we're in that loaded district. It's expanded with all the Wilco teams, but what are we going to see from the, uh, the the Spartan girls? Yeah, um, I would say we're probably a fairly younger team. Um, you know, we did lose Nicole last year, but we also have lots of people coming in, stepping up. We have Bridget, Ollie, and Trinity. Um, they're coming in and they're stepping up. They're working hard in practice, um, and they're really looking to take that spot from her. But um, I would just say um, we're just working our hardest every day, pushing each other in practice, really a focus on defense this year. Um, Coach is saying every practice, this defense is where it starts. Defense starts the energy. So I'm excited to kind of have a new focus on that. You know, my game's more of an offensive game. So I'm excited to open up new parts of my game and just see where I can do with it there. Derek, can you uh, speak a little bit about the, the shift here, some of the changes that you've seen in terms of just you know everything, I mean, what are we what are we going to expect uh, with with the new look uh, Spartans here? Well, you know, we got a new coach here, Coach Burgess, and it's a bit different. You know, it's a new environment, new culture, all that. But I definitely say one thing, like Quinn was talking about defense. Our defense has definitely made a big shift in a positive way this year. And uh, expectation-wise, I mean, you know, everyone wants to win. That's what we all are coming here to play and do is just to win. And uh, I feel like our team is a whole different team from what it was last year. And we've come together strong, you know, culture-wise, like culture -wise, play, like teammate-wise. 
playing together as a team, doing everything together, and it's it's shown a lot. And I feel like, it, well, I know it will pay off. Yeah. Coach, can you uh, expand on some of the things that you're you're implementing and and just yeah. what it's like coming into this this area too, and having a guy like uh, like Derek to to lead the way for you too? Yeah, Der Derek's exactly right. We we started from ground zero almost, and uh, what we've done is try to build the culture again. I mean, what a what an unbelievable place to to coach and, and live and the whole picture uh, on my end has just been really exciting. And so what we've tried to do is, is, is just go in and start from day one. Uh, we started body language. We started uh, communicating. We st all the things that, that I felt were the most important things in our basketball program right now. And, and uh, it's just a different feel. I hope Derek, I think Derek would agree with this. In our locker room and at practice around school, we just we just like each other. It's a whole different feeling there, and and it's getting more and more as we go. Of course, we got a couple of football guys just joined us on Monday, so then you feel like you almost start over again as far as building that culture back. But uh, everything's been positive. Our our school, our kids around walking the halls. There's this excitement in the halls, and uh, you know they're talking basketball. They want it to start, and uh, and they want to be a part of it. So we're we're all ready to go, and I know. Derek and our guys are excited about getting it, getting it going again. Man, for both players, what is it like to not only have a new coach, but new district with all these Williamson County teams? Um, I'm excited for the new district this year. I'm getting to play against lots of teams that we haven't played in the past. You know, we haven't played Paige before, really. And um, Franklin, you know, we're starting to kind of get into playing some of those teams on a regular basis. So that's really exciting. New coach-wise, it's exciting. New coaches come in, and they bring different stuff to the table. So I'm excited to see how we can expand our game in different ways um, that we haven't been used to. Yeah, uh, it'll definitely be, you know, a big change and stuff. I mean... Uh, we haven't played Paige in a couple of years, and it'll definitely be a you know different environment playing those teams we haven't played in a while, and um, that are now in our district and stuff. And so, I mean, pretty much what Quinn said, you know, it's, it's it'll be a change, but I definitely think we can you know work towards it and do well. All right, uh, this question is for both coaches. Um, this is both of you's first season. Um, what? led you to want to coach in Williamson County? Let me go first. Uh, coach joins us in the back of the room back there. Uh, it, this this has been a spot about the last four years. I'd kind of kept my eyes over in Georgia. Uh, I'd visited. I'd been to some some coaches' clinics over this way, been to the SEC tournament. And every time I'd go back home, I'd tell my wife, man, there's a place called Franklin, Tennessee. It would be a neat place to end up one day. And so uh, – over the last couple of years, you know, the, the opportunities has kind of been out there a little bit. And, and then Summit offered a, a, an opportunity for, for myself and my family, my wife and I, to uh, come in a situation and, and really kind of see if we can get this thing going. And uh, it's really exciting. I mean, I've been in it a while, as you can tell. But the excitement is just like it was day one when I started way back. It's the same feel knowing that everything we do is going to be need to be done a certain way. And, and you got to bring the energy. You got to bring it every day. I mean, not just with basketball. I mean, when we walk the halls in the, you know, at school, uh, when we go to a football game on Friday nights, whatever it is, walking, you know, going out to eat, we're, we're promoting the basketball program because we've got a great situation, unbelievable school, great school system. Everything's in place. We just got to do as coaches get these kids going in the right direction. That's what I'm trying to do with our on our boys' side, coach. Uh, 
my situation obviously is going to be a little bit different than Coach Burgess. You know, with me living here for the past 20 years, I have coached in Marshall County, Murray County, Dixon County, um, and then kind of came back full circle back to Marshall. So I've kind of bordered the county, uh, you know, my entire coaching career. I uh, have interviewed a couple of times at different schools inside Williamson County, and it never worked out. And, you know, my wife and I talk about it, everything happens for a reason. You know, God has some type of a plan for us. And for whatever reason it was, you know, Sarah reached out to me, uh, Sarah Lamb, our principal, and asked me would I be interested in this position. And I absolutely just, you know, leapt at the opportunity to to come to Summit. Um, I, I'm reminded, you know, as I've been here for 20 years, when I first got here, it was basically just Franklin and Brentwood were basically the two high schools. And everything since then has really blown. Um, and, I, and I've seen the growth and, and the maturity uh, and, and just these events that are, are available for us as coaches and student athletes that other counties don't have. And it's something I've always wanted to be a part of. And, you know, it's just a great thing um, to, to see that, uh, to coach in that system. Uh, and Quinn and I talk about it quite a bit. Uh, you know, the bad thing about coaching at Summit, though, is when we walk in our gym, there's banners hanging all the way around the gym, but there's not one banner for basketball, not one. And uh, that's something that we talk about daily that's got to change. So that's, uh, that's our goal. And then next question is for Derek. Um, one of your big rivals is Independence, who, as you know, made the state championship last year. How much more juice is that going to add to the rivalry? <laughs> I mean, it's always been a rivalry. It's always been, you know, packed when we play. You know, thousands of people come. It's, it's always deep and it's competitive. I mean, that's what it is in Williamson County. It's always competitive. And, uh, I mean, it's independence. You know, on the basketball court, we get competitive, go at it with each other. Off the court, we're all cool with each other. But at the end of the day, you know, it's, it's basketball. So, um, I mean, it would definitely add some more with their uh, season last year. But I feel like we're a whole different team, and we're going to have a good outcome. And then last question is for Quinn. Uh, your team has a lot of youth, but what is the advantage of having such a youthful team or a disadvantage? Um, I think it's an advantage, honestly, because we're growing, and I'm excited to continue to come back and watch them play in future years and just see how they've grown and just see what they can bring to the table. Um, I really just love, like, mentoring these girls, just giving them all the experience and all the knowledge that I have. So it's just really exciting to just watch them grow every day. You know, I've seen such a tremendous difference from the summer to now just with – little things, talking, communication, the energy at practice has picked up tremendously since the first day. And it's just, they're slowly learning and it's just really just an awesome thing to see. Uh, coaches, uh, for you as the newest coaches in Williamson County, what's your view of the state of basketball in Williamson County, the teams you're gonna play uh, night in and night out come January, just coming into it, what's your perspective? You know, um, in the situation I've been in, in neighboring counties, uh, you had one, maybe two rivalries within the county. Um, when I was at Columbia Central, you had the in-county rival with Spring Hill. That was a big deal. When I was at Dixon County, you had an in-county rival with Creekwood. You know, as you sit here and look at the media guide, you've got rivalries all the way across the board. Um, so it wasn't just one of those speeches where when we were playing Spring Hill at Columbia, like, you know, you're going to see these people the rest of your lives. You're, you're going to raise kids together and your parents and their parents probably played basketball. I mean, it, it's that way every night you walk on the floor here. Um, it's, uh, it's an exciting experience. It's almost, it's almost like a college 
SEC conference in that every time you walk out there, there's some type of a similarity or there's a connection somehow to somebody that you're playing. Uh, you, you're not going to be able to walk anywhere around this county or drive anywhere around this county and not run into somebody that you've competed with either that year or the year before. So it's very exciting. Yes, yeah, a rare situation. I mean, it's, I guess that was one of the big drawing points when I was looking and, and trying to make some decisions on things. I mean, it could not be a better situation than what Williamson County, you know, eight unbelievable high schools, a system that supports them all, kids that know each other. We're close enough to be able to go, like tomorrow night I'll go watch a game after our girls are playing Friday night. Go, You can do something every night, and every time you go out to eat somewhere, you know, I'm seeing different schools from everywhere else, and you're getting to know each other. And, and just the environment, the coaches, the gyms, the kids, it, it, I promise you, it, it's not like that everywhere. And it's a very special, unique situation to be a coach in, and I, and I can hardly wait to – I know we're going to have some struggles. We're going to have some struggles through the year. But uh, it's just one of those things I know, Coach, you don't get to experience that everywhere. And uh, very, very unique. And I, I just cannot describe how we all need to be proud of what we got here. And uh, I, I can't wait to, to be a part of it. And for Quinn and Derek, uh, having been with the coaches now for a little while, summer league play, some play days, and getting the season underway, uh, give us a little glimpse into what their demeanor is like on the sidelines for those of us who haven't yeah. seen it yet. Are they are they uh, walking up and down the sidelines quick? Coaches will let you get away with it here. It's media day. You have to answer. Don't you grab it. <laughs> I will say I have you, – you like to pace a lot. I've noticed him. I see him in, in the corner of my eye walking up and down the bench a lot. And that is different, you know, we're used to Coach Wild, who's just like lots of yelling, very passionate. So they are the same in that manner, but he's a lot more active. Um, so I just think it's definitely entertaining to watch. Yeah, no, uh, the coaches, you know, they, they all get into it. I mean, they, they have their reactions here and there. You know, if there's a bad call or something like that, their players, coaches have their reaction. I mean, Coach Burgess, I don't really pay attention, but when I go back and watch the film, uh, he definitely has his little hand throws and stuff like that. But it's it's nothing crazy or anything like that. But um, you don't, I never really thought about it until you pointed it out. And, you know, it's something that you can definitely look back and laugh at, for sure. All right, give him a hand. Good job, Summit High School. Thank you. Up next, we got Ravenwood High School, if you guys will make your way up. All right, we got Ravenwood up next from uh, new coaches to the league. We have the dean of high school basketball coaches in WCS, Coach Whitlock, been here the longest. Coach James also back for Ravenwood High School. Uh, girls team at Ravenwood last year had a big win uh, to start the district tournament, uh, made it to the regional tournament. It was really great for their team, playing their best basketball, certainly at the end of the year. Coach Whitlock's team in the semifinals and the regionals. Uh, I think most people would say, if you take a look, Independence, obviously the favorite on the boys' side, 33-5, and five, a lot of guys coming back. But folks would also say Ravenwood, top two in the league. I want to make sure I said that because Evan likes to twist my words. Coach Whitlock likes to twist my words. What I'm telling them is, if they don't finish in the top two, they have underachieved. I'm not. That's not really true. I just wanted to make sure they knew we were saying they're going to be two of the best teams. We're excited about both of these teams. We really are uh, looking forward to a great league. Appreciate Ravenwood being here. If you guys would uh, talk about who's with you 
and then give us an outlook for the season. We'll take questions. You guys share that, Mike. Coaches have these. All right, well, I'll, uh, I'll start. And last year, Coach Joins and uh, Dr. Qualls said we were going to be mediocre. And uh, we obviously tried to use that to our advantage, but I got to our senior point guard here, uh, Evan Gaynor. Uh, we're very optimistic about our team this year. Um, very emotional team for me to coach. I've known Evan since he's about seven years old. Uh, same with Rocco Lamuno, Julian Lefwich. These kids have come to our camps. Uh, they've had brothers that play in the program. Um, so we're really excited the season's here. It'll be a welcome distraction for me. It's been a, personally, it's been a long off season dealing with some uh, issues uh, family-wise, my sister dying and um, things of that nature. So you know, I'm kind of trying to approach the season as an opportunity to honor her. But uh, I, I feel really good about our team. I do think we have a chance to be really good and compete. Um, we picked a bad year to be good, though, because uh, I think everybody in our district has, has got a tremendous amount of talent, and it's going to be a battle every night starting in January. I've got a uh, senior Emma Rail with us uh, right here. Uh, it's a good night to have her too. She had 23 points last night in our win against Mount Juliet. And we've got five great seniors. We've got Natalie Prestigard, uh, Grace Potter, Maddie Joyce, and Haley Hancock. Um, really like this group. This is a fun group to coach. They hear me say it a lot. Um, just a good group of kids. They're very coachable. Uh, we have a lot of fun. And I think that that um, I think we're gonna, I think we're gonna continue to to build on some of the momentum we created at the end of last year and and uh, build uh, build it with this group. So really excited, and we got an, another big game tomorrow night. So excited to get going with this group. Hey guys, uh, one. Uh, Charles with the Williamson Herald. First off, before we uh, I've been asking everybody about what they think of, of the district layout and things like that, but in January, for example, we have that Monday, Wednesday, Friday, where you're going to be playing in-county district games, and it's just it's, it's a little different because we're cramming so much in there. Can you guys just, coaches especially, kind of speak on, on that challenge? Uh, you guys already mentioned it about how tough the district is, obviously, but to do three games in, in a week, for example, that's that's a loaded loaded schedule. Yeah, I mean, it's a level playing field. We're all in the same district. We all have the same academic schedules and, and things of that nature. But I mean, it's it's going to be different. It's going to be uh, it's going to be a tough schedule. I think that week we have Centennial on a Monday, Franklin on a Wednesday and then Nolansville on a Friday and uh, with very little prep time in between. So that's a unique challenge in itself. Um, but everybody else is having to do the same thing. I think it's really cool. We're on the same district. Uh, it provides a lot of camaraderie. Obviously, these kids have known each other for a really long time. So, uh, I, I mean, I think it adds a special element that really can't be matched anywhere else in the state. Yeah, as much as I love going to Columbia on a Tuesday night or Dixon County, uh, I do like that we're all in the same district, and I like that we have eight teams. Um, again, it's, it is what it is. We have eight teams in our district. Some districts have four teams in their district. Um, but I, I like it. It makes it easier for us as far as scheduling goes because our whole January and February are basically done and we don't have to go searching for teams to play. But I like it. I like it creates a lot of good rivalries in our district. So I like it. Evan, can you uh, kind of speak on the, the, the makeup of this team here? What are, what are some of the expectations? What, what are some strong points for this team? Yeah, so uh, I'm super excited about this year. Uh, kind of like our core, like me, Rocco, Ty, Julian, Caleb Pizer. We've been playing together since like sixth grade. So 
obviously the expectations are uh, better than last year, I would say. Um, and I think we have a chance to be really good. Emma, do you mind uh, kind of sharing something similar there in the sense, too, where, you know, I know the, the makeup's a little different here. We lost a little bit of size here, but you returned some familiar faces there, too. How, how tough is this Raptors team going to be? Uh, yeah, we lost uh, quite a bit of size with Kat and Elizabeth, but I think the power of our chemistry is going to replace that, and I think we play really, really well together, and I think we're going to roll out very un unexpectedly. Uh, first question is for Coach Whitlock. Uh, coach Whitlock, you're the longest-running WOCO um, head coach. Do you feel like you're still learning and growing, or do you feel like that experience is a huge advantage? I mean, it's it's not an advantage. There, are, you know, seven other coaches in this league, and they're really, really good coaches. Uh, you know, I've, I I kind of joke like every time they've come close to firing me, I put something together to where they can't. So, uh, you know, I've been able just to hold on long enough to uh, be here for 18 years. But I, I don't think it's any advantage. I mean, I, I will say I, I definitely think, you know, I've grown as a coach. Things I'm doing today are things that I wouldn't have done 18 years ago. You know, when I got this job, I was relatively young. I coached at the college level, and I thought I was smarter than everybody else. And uh, I learned pretty quickly that that wasn't the case. And, you know, I think Evan could probably tell you in his four years that uh, some of the things we're doing now are very different than things we were doing when he was a freshman, uh, focusing a lot more on culture and, and things of that nature because every team is talented, but essentially the team that has a great culture and the best mindset is the one that's going to win the war of attrition this year. And then next question's for Evan. Uh, your team has a lot of high expectations this season. Um, would you rather have that or would you rather be an under-the-radar team? Well, that's a tough one. Uh, well, I would rather have the high expectations, but the district is just so hard this year. There's eight other good teams. I mean, every team can beat anybody. Um, like last year, last year there's a couple good or bad teams that maybe couldn't beat like the Indies or like that. But this year, anybody can beat anybody, so it's it's gonna be a dogfight every game. And then next question is for Coach James. Um, You've already mentioned that you have five seniors on your team. How do you feel like that experience could be an advantage for your team? Yeah, I think it can help. I mean, we got, obviously, Natalie and Emma played, played a lot of varsity for us. And then we've got uh, three other seniors that are coming along going to play huge roles for us. And I think kind of hitting off what Coach Whitlock was saying, like, <clears throat> I feel like we have a really good team culture. We have a really good vibe on our team. And they care for each other. They like playing together. Uh, and I think, I think that's going to pay huge dividends for us. Um, so, and then we got others that aren't as experienced uh, that will be playing varsity, which is always exciting for us to see them go from that JV level up to varsity level. And they're handling it really well. I mean, we played 11 people last night in our game. So, like, we, we feel confident that we can play a lot of people and get them experience. Uh, and that's just going to benefit us as we move on throughout the year. Coaches, I know you were both very intentional this offseason in the spring and in the summer. You've both mentioned culture tonight, but uh, share a little bit about some of those special things that you did. I mean, some pretty unique trips, some pretty unique time together specifically, uh, and then players as well. What did you enjoy most about that, and how do you think it's going to impact the play on the court this year? 
I mean, I, I think probably one of my most fun trips I've ever been on, we took the team up to Cincinnati this summer. We rented a house, and we drove over to Knightstown, Indiana, and practiced where they had filmed Hoosiers. And uh, that, that first night we got there, we had the kids there, and um, only, only a handful of kids on the team had ever seen it. So we, uh, we showed the movie, and we tried to keep it under wraps that we were going over there, but obviously word got out, and so we drove to the middle of nowhere and got to practice in that gym, and that was, that was really special. And then, uh, you know, just this fall, we've had what we call Classroom Tuesdays, where we get together every Tuesday in a classroom, and maybe you should ask Evan this question, too. I'd like to hear his take on it. But, uh, you know, we, we talk about different skills. We talked about... Uh, how to uh, send emails, dining etiquette. Uh, we're going to have one here soon on how to treat women because maybe some of them need that, and I mean that in all seriousness. And then we, we throw in some, you know, uh, some other things. I'm really big Tim Corbin guy, Vanderbilt, and Buzz Williams. And, um, yeah, he, he loves Buzz he Williams. Loves Buzz Williams. Yeah, love Buzz Williams. So we show clips about things that they do with their teams. And quite honestly, in the preseason, you know, we, we were together four days a week, but Tuesdays by far were the best day just being a – being a teacher and getting that time and, and hopefully allowing the kids to grow in something, you know, other than basketball. Um, we've definitely done a lot of uh, team bonding things. We've taken trips and it's honestly really fun, like being able to spend time together. Um, we do play basketball games, but taking it away from basketball and we went to Gatlinburg last year and we went um, on the, like the sky lift and we kind of like, exited our brains away from basketball and just, you know, bonded as a team and spent time together. And I think times like that, it's just really special. And we get to know each other on a deeper level outside of basketball. Yeah, so some things that we did, um, I took the girls to a boxing class. No. Right, Emma? Okay. Uh, so we went to a boxing class. Uh, we did Habitat for Humanity. Um, Actually, probably one of the coolest things we did, I thought it was, was that we had a parents' practice where we brought the parents in for a, we kind of put them through a makeshift practice and, and all that sort of stuff and then fed them. And, and I want to say, too, we have a really great group of parents that are very supportive of us, and uh, we really appreciate that. We're going to Florida in December for a trip, which will probably be madness. But anyway, uh, so... Yeah, but anyway, my thing as a coach that I really like the most, I mean, I love the coaching and competing part of it, but, like, just getting here tonight and eating with Emma and Emmeline and Grace and just hanging out with them as people and not really – we talked a little basketball. We talked about other things that, you know, that I, I find that that's, that's one of my – that's the joy I get from being a coach and a teacher. So I really enjoy that, and we know as, as coaches how important it is to make – the girls or make the players, we see them as people and not just players that help us win games. So that's what, that's what we try to do with our program. And Emma, for you real quick, you got off to a great start last night, as did Natalie. Uh, I think to a double-double, I didn't have the rebound stats uh, in total, but you're playing a very different role this year. You've, you've lost uh, some seniors to graduation over the last two years. Talk a little bit about the new role you're playing. You're in the middle of a 2-3 zone, uh, rebounding down low, and, and you've typically been a guard outside the three-point arc. Um, it's definitely a completely different position. Um, my sophomore and junior year, I was kind of used to just shooting outside and being that like outside person. Um, but this year, I'm now like learning how to drive and use those kind of skills. Um, it's definitely really cool to see the game of basketball in like a different type of way. And I'm really excited to just play that way. 
And I'll, I'll add to that. And one of the reasons that she's going to be successful is that she will take coaching and, and she will adjust and she'll try to do the things that we ask her to do, even if it's something that may be a little uncomfortable for. And that's the thing about this whole team is they, they all do that. So it's been fun to watch her go from a completely different role to almost being like almost our five man. So uh, it's been cool to see that growth. Good job. Thank you, Ravenwood High School. Appreciate it. G2 Bar. Fairview will be up next. Last but certainly not least, we have Fairview. They requested the late time. They had a little bit more of a drive. Got Coach Wayne McGowan, girls coach at Fairview. Coach Trey McCoy, boys basketball coach at Fairview. Uh, the girls last year, I think it was big for their team. We'll let Coach McGowan talk about it. Uh, qualified for the region tournament. That was very important for his young team last year, using that experience going into this year. And then on the boys' side, making the state tournament. Uh, very memorable game. I know uh, we've got a young man here who really turned some heads in that particular state tournament. They were a few people down at that state tournament. It didn't seem to matter. Uh, you know, we talked about this before you guys came in because y'all were probably still practicing. Fairview, a team that's in 3A, the rest of the county's 4A. But if you take a look at their schedule, they're not afraid to play the 4A teams. And I think it's really been something that's helped their teams uh, throughout the years. So, coaches, if you would, Introduce who you have with you, give sort of an outlook for the season, and then we'll take questions from the media. Thank you guys for being here. I've got a senior guard, Nathan Dillingham, with me uh, tonight. Um, as far as outlook for the season, it's the same as I've, every year I get up there and say it. We district title, region title, sub-state win, and get the state. So uh, we're, we're in a situation where – We've got a lot of returning players, but we lost a lot of depth and a lot and a few key players. So we've got a little bit of rebuilding to do. We've got a really tough schedule, probably the toughest schedule my teams have ever had this year. So uh, the hope being by the time we get to that second season, we're battle tested. I'm Wayne McGowan, and I've got Marie Brown, senior post player. Uh, you know, it's just like Coach Trey said, you know, you shoot for the district title, you know, region title and sub-state and state every year. Uh, this year is going to be a little bit different with us since we moved up to the AAA and we're in the same side with undefeated state champions from the girls' side. So, but, you know, our schedule that we put together this year is, is going to have us battle-tested for that. So we're just looking forward to an exciting year. Hey guys, uh, Charles with the Williamson Herald. Um, starting off on the boys' side here, uh, Coach McCoy, tell us about this scheduling. You know, break it down a little more in terms of how you jam so much in there in terms of facing, you know, the Nolansville's, the Summits, the Indies, teams like that. Uh, and then what what that means for the the team and the program to compete at a higher level like that. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I mean, we found out last night that Aiden Slaughter is one of the best players in the state. I mean, he's unreal. So that was a that was a rude awakening and, a, and probably something we needed. 
Um, but we're playing a lot of Williamson County schools. You know, I've said that before that we want to do that, especially moving up in 3A. I think it's important because um, if, you know, we get to where we want to, we're going to be going out west and, and playing, playing some teams that are often at Murfreesboro. So uh, playing Williamson County schools is good for us. That class of 2024 is loaded. There's so many kids in the county on the boys' side from 2024. So this guy and Mays, they, my son, they, they've played with them. So that was kind of part of it, too. I think it's cool for them to get to play together. They played AAU and whatnot. But so much talent in Williamson County, it, would not, it, it just makes sense for us to go through that. Um, you know, we're, we're going to play Indy again, and Indy's going to be as good, if not better, than last year. Uh, Nolansville, his second year, they're going to be good. So uh, we've got Summit and Ravenwood, which is two teams we hadn't – I don't think we've ever played Ravenwood or not since I've been there. So um, all good stuff. we got Columbia Academy. They lost no one. They, you know, they were there last year. We got a good coach that I know real well. So uh, he's my protege. So uh, anyway, we, we are definitely – if we're not battle-tested by the end of the season, something's wrong. Nathan, can you uh, speak on the, the team outlook here a little bit in terms of, you know, you look at last year with, with John and Jacob. I mean, those are some, some big bodies you're losing here. What's, what's this team going to look like, I guess? I mean, losing John and Jacob and Jack, it really hurts, especially John. You know, he was, he was like, kind of like my duo, especially when Mays went out. Uh, but I think, you know, getting Britton, and once Britt gets, like, minutes and stuff, I mean, once he gets comfortable, he'll be really, really good. And, uh you know, we still got Bryce this year. We'll be we'll be just fine as soon as we settle in and you know lock in. Coach McGowan, can you uh, kind of introduce us to maybe some of the new faces we're going to be seeing here, names that we're going to get used to, and uh, you know who who's who are going to be the leaders here? Well, the one sitting right next to me is the is the leader, uh, but uh, new faces that uh, you're going to see is uh, Ava Floyd, freshman. Uh, she'll be our point guard. Um, We've got uh, a junior that came back this year that's homeschooled, Kaylee Mangrum. Uh, she'll be a face that you see. Um, of course, then we still have Emma, Emma Sharp and Maddie Brewer that, you know, those are our scores right there. So uh, other than that, I think that's pretty much all. Oh, Claire Cato, junior, and she, she's come out of her shell this year. And I've always said that by the time she was a senior, she'd be a major uh, contributor but she's already started last night. Uh, Anna, right? Yes. Uh, do you mind uh, kind of describing this team's makeup a little bit here and, you know, strong points, things like that? What, uh, what is this Fairview team going to be known for, I guess? Um, we are a really young team, but it is a great, like, we have a great group of girls. We're all close. It is, it's going to be a good season, and I really have confidence in us, and we just have to really get comfortable with each other, and I believe that we're going to be strong down in the post, and we're just going to have fun this season. And I forgot to mention one girl. We just had moved in about five weeks ago from Texas. Her name is uh, Savina Harper. She's a sophomore, and this young lady can go. Once she understands what we're doing, I think she's, She's going to help us a lot. And Coach McCoy, first run to state, can you guys make another deep run this year? What, what do you feel like the chances are? Uh, we're, so we're returning a lot of uh, talent and experience. You know, I've got three returning starters, and then uh, sophomore point guard Jax McCoy, uh, he started at, uh, in the state game against Brainerd. Uh, and I think he may have started at Gibson County. I'm not sure. We, we lost senior uh, 
during that game, at the very end, we lost Jack. So we, we limped into state without Mays and without a starting senior guard. So um, depth is the issue. We're trying to build that. We've got an entire season to build the depth. My first five, I think, can play with anybody. They just got to kind of figure it out. I've got a couple kids in new roles. So they're, they're kind of getting their feet wet and understanding how, how to play on the big stage. Uh, but having three returning senior guards, two that have played since freshmen, started a lot of minutes, that's a luxury to have. Uh, we just kind of, you know, at our size school, you just have to keep reinventing yourself. Um, we can't necessarily install a system and just play to it. We have to look at our pieces and go with what we got. So few adjustments this year, but for the most part, I feel really comfortable about my first five. Looking at the path, the, uh, path to state, I mean, I absolutely think that if the right things happen, and it takes a little bit of luck to get state. Uh, we did not have luck last year. We just had enough depth to cover it up. Um, but you, you, know, you need a few things to go your way. So uh, if, if we're fortunate, talent-wise and skill-wise, I think we're in a good place. 3A, 2A, whatever, it doesn't really matter. I think we're in a good, 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 good spot. Uh, first question is for uh, Nathan or Coach McCoy, whoever wants to take it. Your team made it to the state tournament last season. What do you think the key is going to be to try to make it back there? I got it. Uh, the, the key, again, just is uh, guys figuring out their role. Um, it's hard to replace a John Sawyer and a Jacob Neal and a Jack Estes, a Grayson Estes. We had four seniors last year, a couple come off the bench, a couple started. So having that plus, as I mentioned, we're returning four starters. So that's eight kids right there. So, you know, it's, it's tough to replace that, especially at a, a school of 700 kids. Um, but the key, we, we have to believe in defense. We have to win games with defense. It's cliche, but it's absolutely true. It's, what, it's what's helped this team. It's what sparks us. You saw that in that state game against Brainerd. You saw it against Gibson. Both of those games, we were down. We had no reason to beat Gibson County in that uh, semifinal. Uh, we just defensively and sent them to the foul line some, and they missed free throws, and that sparked us. This kid sitting next to me had a lot to do with that. With Mays out, I think the last three games of the season, he had 23, 24, and 27. <clears throat> and I think we were four points away from being on ESPN had we won that Brainerd game because it was just unbelievable. I mean, it was him and his teammates sparked it defensively, but he, he just went uh, unconscious. So um, having that veteran leadership with the two guards, with Mays and, and Nathan, we're going to lean on them a lot. Probably lean on those two players more than any two players I've ever had just because of our, our youth at the depth in our depth situation. But it's defense. I mean, I hate to be stand up here and tell you something boring, but we have to be able to get stops and create some offense defensively. And then the next question is for Anna. Um, your team made the region quarters last year. Um, how can your team obviously take the next step to make it further? I believe that we're just going to need a lot of practice and just like team bonding. We're just going to have to get together and just focus and work really hard, always have effort. And we just have, a, have to have confidence and trust each other because in this game, you have to trust each other. Hey, y'all. Tyler Paulman's here with the Tennessee. And for the coaches, uh, what have been your impre first impressions of the changes to the foul rule so far? You know, it, it, a lot of people have asked about that. I, I don't think it changes the game that much. Uh, 
the only thing is you're all, you're always going to shoot two free throws. Uh, so you know, I'm okay with it. It didn't help us last night. We were 17 to 30 from the line. So you know, it's, you're going to shoot more free throws, but you got to make more free throws too, or you got to keep other other people off the line. I'm going to sound a little bitter because we only shot five free throws last <laughs> night. Um, so, I mean, but uh, that's how it goes. So, it was strange to me throughout all the summer, every camp we went to, which we went to some big camps, and uh, and even the play dates, none of them played by the rules. So, it was like last night was maybe Ravenwood. I think this last play date Saturday, we finally started doing the, you know, the new rules. Um, but for the most part, I, you know, I, I – I wish they would just leave the game alone, honestly. I don't think the game is broken, but I didn't – again, I, it wasn't a big, a huge deal in our one game so far, you know. Maybe. I know the beginning of the season it seems like refs kind of try to set the tone of how the season's going to be. And, you know, game, there's a lot more fouls called and whatnot uh, typically. Um, so it may, may slow it down. I don't know. I, like I said, I didn't think the game was broken, so – what about the players? Uh, is that something that you picked up on? I know it's so early and some of the games have been in the preseason, but what have you noticed about the, the foul rule change? Um, we did shoot a lot more free throws last night. We were fouling a lot and there's just fouls all over the game, but we mainly just need to make our free throws because if we made our free throws, we would have had a really good chance in that game, but we just have to focus and just kind of work through it to be honest like i don't really care it's just it's like it's a it's and we shot five free throws <laughs> it's like a little rule change that doesn't really like affect the game that much so it's not like i feel like it's not that big of a deal honestly i will add to that that if you know, the last two years the association has said that hand checking is going to be a big emphasis and it hasn't been. So if, if, if hand checking is a big emphasis, I think it can because as a coach, you're going to spread the floor and, and, and put more pressure on the defense to guard you in space. So if they're calling the hand check, obviously that can turn to points quicker. But the fact that it resets every quarter, I think kind of balances that out. That's, that's why I really don't see much of a difference in it. Thank you. Nathan, what lies ahead for you uh, uh, coming up? And I wanted to ask you, what, what are the players' feelings like on the play days? You come in, sometimes you play back-to-back. -back, you're seeing a lot of other teams. It's a little like AAU on those preseason games. Do you enjoy that? I mean, yeah, it's fun, you know. But at the end of the day, it's just I'm just trying to play with my boys. I'm trying to hoop with, you know, my guys that I've been playing with, like, all my life. So, I don't know. It's like the same. And uh, Coach McCoy, uh, I know that coaches always say all the players are like their kids. But uh, as a dad myself with a, with a senior this year, what's that like for you uh, with a son going through it? Are you able ever to step off of coaching and enjoy his senior season as a dad at all? Well, I'm one game in, but uh, it's even different, too, because uh, what got me back into coaching was this group. Uh, when they were five years old, they were the Tornado Tigers. And uh, we, we put together a group of – and it was some of the guys I graduated last year too. But So I've been a part of their journey since they started. <clears throat> um, but, yeah, I'm not really sure. I cannot say that it's going to be exactly the same because, you know, I'm a relationship coach, but at the same time I'll probably be a hot mess on senior night. You know, I'll, I'll be crying just with the mamas over there. Um, they make fun of me all the time in the locker room. If I'm giving anything passionate, they're like – uh, yeah, he's about, yep, I see a tear. He's about to cry. You know, they make fun of me. So 
Um, it is special. I think I do a pretty good job of separating from it in the moment. I, I was really <clears throat> tested last year with, his, with Mays and his injury. I, I had to instantly, as a dad, I wanted to console him and, and, and the world was crashing down on him and nothing was fair. But I had a duty to these guys. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's tough, and, and we butt heads. He'll tell, Nathan will tell you, Mays and I butt heads. But at the end of the day, it's made our relationship a lot stronger. And it's, it's pretty cool to watch him and, and these other guys that I've been coaching since they were five just grow up into fine young men. That's, I think that's why we coach. That's what we do. Thank you. Good job. Appreciate it. Fairview High School, give them a hand. All right, that'll wrap it up for us at Basketball Media Day. I do want to thank uh, the members of the media for being here. Without the media, there is no Basketball Media Day, so appreciate the coverage not only tonight, but throughout the year. You guys do a great job covering WCS. Appreciate the folks at WCTV. Brian here tonight, Lance uh, here as well uh, for providing this live stream. Appreciate Jeremy Qualls for helping us with the show beforehand. OTL outside the lines for being a part of it as well. And, of course, Matthews Team Sports and Adidas and Walker Chevrolet. Again, Basketball Media Day 2023. Look forward to seeing you out in the gym this year.